Season 5, Episode 43. My gosh, this has got to be probably the longest episode so far. And it's just packed to the brim with stupidity, including just some of the stupidity that my insane Florida nephew was doing. Him and his cold plunges, you know? First, he gets a cold from being in the cold plunge. Next, he ends up having to do some um, home repairs because of his cold plunges. I don't know, man. I don't think this is working out the way he thought it would. But anyway, I digress. Uh, We have stupidity from the hosts and stupidity from the podcast. He's given a piece of his mind to so many people, he barely has a mind left. It's insane Eric Lane's stupid world. Bringing a voice of sanity in our insane world or a voice of stupidity in our intellectual world, or both. Here's the host of this stupid world, Eric Lane. Hey, I hope you are spreading that stupidity. I'm insane, Eric Lane. Welcome to my stupid world. Yeah, spread the stupidity. Share this podcast with somebody that you know would appreciate good stupidity. I mean, there's bad stupidity, and then there's good stupidity, right? Right. And if you haven't done so, Subscribe to the podcast and download it because it's easier to listen to it whenever you're in crappy Wi-Fi or cell coverage. And of course, if you don't mind, rate and review the podcast, okay? Give it a five-star rating because, folks, this is five-star stupidity. You just don't get this kind of stupidity anywhere else. And the best kind of stupidity is with our Transportation Safety Authority. Yes, you're going to love this. There was a photo that was taken from the Miami International Airport showing a notice from the TSA saying migrants entering the U.S. at the airport did not have to supply a photo or have their photo taken in order to enter the country. Yes, that's right. The sign says U.S. airport non-U.S. citizen document validation using CBP-1 technology. Now, CBP-1 is a mobile application that was launched in October 2020 to help migrants pre-schedule appointments at ports of entry. The site content, the sign goes on and continued as uh, it goes on to say how it works is a notify the TSA officer that you are a migrant then the TSA officer will take a photo that's optional. If requested, then provide your alien identification number or biographic information. Then follow officer instruction. Photo capture is voluntary. You may decline to have your photo taken. If you do not wish to have your photo taken, please notify a TSA officer. You must still provide your alien identification number or biographical information to the TSA officer, even if you do not have your photo taken. CBP-1 only verifies the information you previously provided to CBP and will not store your information. Because your information is verified through CBP-1, TSA will not store your information as part of the process. So, sleep tight, America. (sighs) Yet, how many places in this country require a photo ID for U.S. citizens? 
I don't know. Okay. Well, um, in case you don't know, uh, we have a big hockey craze here in Central PA because we now have the ice hockey arena for our Penn State hockey team. And you know if you play hockey, there are no second chances. I guess, especially if you're someone named Al Sabotka. Sabotka, he's a 70-year-old longtime uh, Zamboni driver for the Detroit Red Wings. He got fired. He was fired, by the way, because he peed in a drain and then subsequently filed an age and disability lawsuit. It alleges the higher-ups at the Red Wings' parent company, which is Olympia Entertainment, engaged in a <clears throat> cover-up scheme by having an executive who knew nothing about him fire him, according to the Detroit Free Press. Weeks before the peeing incident, Sabatka says the vice president, Tim Paget approached him in a Zoom meeting and said, quote, you're getting old. Though Olympia claimed Paget had nothing to do with the firing, the vice president said in his deposition he advised President Keith Bradford, who made the decision to fire Sabatka on Sabatka's case. Bradford had never met Sabatka, didn't know how long he spent with the Red Wings, and never discussed the urinating incident with him or the witness that saw him, according to the court filing. The senior vice president of human resources also said that Sabatka's prostate issue was not taken into consideration at any time, and she saw it as an excuse. Sabatka even sent the president and CEO of the Red Wings, Christopher Illich, one last desperate message that fell on deaf ears. It says, Chris, I'm sure you heard I was terminated, Sabatka writes. I don't think I deserve it. After 50 seasons of hard work, countless hours, holidays, missing out with family, I would hope you have it in your heart for another chance. I would love to go on my own and retire, but I have much respect for you and your family. I'm begging you. This is killing me. What was this over? He peed in a drain. That's right. Uh, Illich didn't respond to a crushed Sabatka, and Sabatka, who was caught by a fellow employee urinating in a drain between two Sambonis, said he had benign prostate haperplysia, which makes it difficult to regulate urination. So basically, you're too old to be able to hold your pee. What? He's a Zamboni driver, for crying out loud. Well, there you have it, folks. Political correctness, or something to that effect, hits the Detroit Red Wings. I guess he should have just gone to the bathroom. But schools, you know, are having... Um, mirrors taken from their bathrooms, not having anything to do with going to the bathroom, but because of making TikTok videos. Yeah, you know, when I was growing up, schools used to worry about kids smoking in the boys' room, right? But boy, times have really changed. A North Carolina school took drastic action to stop kids from spending all day in the bathroom making TikTok videos. The teachers at Southern Middle School in Graham, North Carolina, Notice that kids were asking to go to the bathroom up to nine times a day. Maybe they just should have peed in a drain, like, you know, Mr. Sabatka, I guess. But, of course, it's taking them longer than necessary, too. Now, Graham is about halfway between Greensboro and the Raleigh-Durham area. So administrators fixed the problem. They removed all the bathroom mirrors. <laughs> they found out the kids were using the mirrors to film their videos, so they took them all down. And believe it or not... The plan worked. Students are already taking fewer bathroom breaks and getting back to class a lot quicker. 
And here's the school's public information officer, Les Atkins, talking about the school's changes. Not as many visits to the bathroom, uh, not staying as long, and students are held accountable. And when there's accountability, uh, you see a, a great difference. We're trying to educate students. Like, we all have cell phones now. We have to learn to use them. We have to learn when to put them down. Now, one parent on Facebook said maybe they should just put the mirrors back up and ban the phones. But there was another parent that clarified that phones really are not allowed out of uh, out during the school time. See, the kids just can't seem to follow that rule, I guess. So we just take down the mirrors. You know, besides, I think school kids are too vain anyway, don't you think? <laughs> well... It wasn't a mirror that was the cause of this little problem. It was something a little more. There was a Reddit user who shared that five minutes before the start of a wedding, the maid of honor came over to tell her that the event was canceled. She asked what her, asked her what happened. The maid of honor said a bridesmaid, Dana, to, to be exact, uh, who was the bride. Dana was having a quickie with the groom's uncle in the room. Yes, that would be Josh. Josh is the groom. Josh caught them. The maid of honor said that she was trying to get as many people out before things exploded. <laughs> Following the disastrous uh, almost wedding, she explained how Dana called her demanding $5,000 to help pay for her cancellation fees. Now, according to Dana, it was her duty as a member of the bridal party to handle those fees. She says... I obviously told her no and that she might as well just lose my number. I'm never speaking to this woman again. Reddit users responded to the post and shared their reactions to the situation and explained why in the uh, grand scope of things, things worked out for the best. See, it's a good thing that he got out of the wedding, but how he didn't realize he was making a huge mistake before then, not being able to invite women that aren't family is a big red flag plus all the other toxic behavior that was described leading up to the wedding, should have been a sign the bride was a bad person and the marriage was not going to last. Another person chimed in and said, you probably should check in with the maid of honor and find out how long the thing with her uncle had gone on and what the fallout was there. And another said, cancellation fees? Well, even at 30 minutes till the ceremony, all the vendors and supplies and stuff were set up and ready to roll, they better have charged her the full bill. You just can't have your quickies and get married at the same time, especially when you're involved with the groom's uncle. <laughs> yeah, well, that kind of exploded. Kind of like the uh, 20 chicken nugget order for one family. Witnesses were absolutely hilariously loving this story when a DoorDash mishap resulted in a family ordering 20 chicken nuggets but receiving 200 from McDonald's. It quickly went viral online as the unboxing for the ages amassed more than 10 million views online. Uh, Jessica quipped, "Where, where's our food we actually ordered? Jessica is known online as at Lynn underscore J underscore goat. Her family was laughing out loud after opening only 160 of the mass uh, of the massive total boxes. Most of the order was supposed to be burgers, she said in a follow-up clip, explaining the debacle that resurfaced from about 2017. A laugh-filled second part of the initial video was needed to complete the order reveal as well. Now, the family, who lives in Buffalo, New York, but they were living in Long, Long Beach, California at the time, had Jessica's parents over to see their grandchild, and they all wanted to have a nice, easy-going family dinner. 
So it was the responsibility of her husband, Chris, to use the food delivery app to order what Jessica recalled was a few burgers and uh, a two 10-piece chicken nugget uh, order from McDonald's. They wanted to get some McNuggets, thinking that maybe he was, I don't know, adding in each chicken nugget individually on the app. Chris inadvertently ordered 20 of the 10-piece McNuggets for the family of Die Hard Bills fans. And now Jessica was quick to joke that Chris clearly wasn't detail-oriented at the moment, adding that she wasn't paying much attention either. She says, I think he mentioned, oh, wow, this is expensive, but I was like, eh, who knows? Well, neither one thought anything was amiss when their delivery driver texted them about the long wait, saying that the order was being specially made. We're like, oh, sweet, that's awesome, fresh food. Jessica happened to recall and said the driver was a little shocked to see so few people when the food got there. I was like, is uh, this a prank? She said after seeing all the boxes upon boxes upon boxes of chicken nuggets with an adequate amount of sauces to go with the whole, well, here's the whole family opening up this massive amount of chicken nuggets. Oh, my God! This is a prank. It has to be a prank. <laughs> what the hell is this? Chris, Chris, what did you order? That's too hard, chicken nuggets. Ultimately, the family decided to pack up the overorder and bring it to an area nearby where homeless people were living while the food was still warm and fresh. Of course, Jessica said they were very happy. Turned out to be pretty awesome. I guess that's making lemonade out of lemons. But I guess dad probably needs to learn how to use the smartphone app next time he orders chicken McNuggets from McDonald's. Wow, 200 chicken nuggets. That's that's a lot of bird. Well, and I'm sure they had plenty to brag about, but nothing quite as braggadocious as what happened on a particular airline. And I think the best comment that I saw about this online was that the plane ran into some, quote, unexpected flatulence. (laughs) Somebody on Reddit posted a pretty crazy story about something that supposedly happened on an American Airlines flight from Phoenix to Austin. The plane was still at the gate when the person noticed a, quote, disgruntled passenger they described as, quote, maybe hungover. Everybody had just boarded the plane. The guy was already arguing with another passenger. And then suddenly the guy says, you thought that was rude? Well, how about this? And then loudly, very loudly, passed gas over and over. The person who posted it referred to him as fart man. So I guess I'll follow their lead. So next they say Fartman started complaining about the smell of some food another passenger brought on board. So somebody tells him to stop being rude. Fartman then calls them low class and they fire back with, well, you're back here in economy with the rest of us. Well, at that point, a flight attendant stepped in and said, that's enough. So the plane started to taxi and maybe it looked like it was going to be over. But minutes later, the plane stops. Then the pilot comes over the speaker and said, we're heading back to the gate, and they kicked Fart Man off the plane. Thankfully, though, he left without causing any more scenes. The person who posted it said everybody was relieved Fart Man would not be on the flight and that the airline handled it very well. They were only delayed about a half an hour. And hopefully the the air finally cleared. And then there was a California lawmaker who announced a bill that would require new passenger vehicles and large trucks that are sold in California will have to be equipped with technology 
that would prevent them from going more than 10 miles an hour above the speed limit. He's Democrat State Senator Scott Weiner, who represents San Francisco. He announced the legislation as part of a larger package of street safety pro- proposals in response to the surging traffic deaths than the U.S. Now, here's State Senator Weiner talking about his new plan. It will require cars and trucks that are manufactured or sold in California to contain what we call speed governors or speed limiters that physically prevent the vehicle from traveling more than 10 miles an hour above the speed limit. It'll still be illegal to go above the speed limit, of course, but it will be physically impossible to make the car go more than 10 miles an hour uh, over the speed limit. Of course, if it were passed, it would require vehicles starting with the model year 2027 that are either manufactured or sold in California to come with a speed governor also known as a, quote, intelligent speed limiter. These devices, you see, will match a vehicle's GPS location with a database of speed limits to figure out what the speed of the vehicle should be traveling at during any given time. And they also sometimes use onboard cameras to read the speed limit signs. So with this information, the devices are then able to prevent the driver from speeding more than 10 miles an hour above the speed limit. So I guess if you're living in California, maybe you shouldn't be in such a big hurry. Of course, um, we just had Groundhog Day, and um, those uh, friends of the PETA people, you know, people for the ethical treatment of animals, were raising their own stink about using real groundhogs to pretend to predict the weather. They were again calling for our beloved Punxsutawney Phil to be retired, and they offered a replacement, a giant gold coin. They would flip the gold coin with one side calling for six weeks of winter, and an early spring on the other. Now, it wasn't really clear if the coin already exists, but in one PETA image, it kind of looked like it would be bigger than Phil, maybe a couple of feet in diameter. Okay, so why a coin, you might think? Well, Punxsutawney Phil, you know, he's been making these predictions since, what, 1886? He's only been right about 39% of the time. So PETA argues we'd be better off with a coin. Of course, that said, the Groundhog Club in Punxsutawney claims Phil is never wrong. They say it's their fault for misinterpreting his language, or uh, <clears throat> groundhogese. The PETA says groundhogs can't make heads or tails of the weather forecast and shouldn't be jostled around by large members of a different species and thrust in front of a noisy crowd for a photo op. Also, we need a new name for Groundhog Day. So, PETA has a suggestion. Weather... There'll be more winter day. Get it? Weather, there'll be more winter day. Boy, those those PETA people are so creative. Well, other offers over the years have been a human groundhog, a persimmon tree whose seeds are believed by some farmers to indicate the weather ahead. Some even have suggested a robot. Of course, the day is called Groundhog Day, and the groundhog is kind of central to it, so it's uh, unlikely to change anytime soon. But even though PETA is also doing this to, you know, they were trying to drum up publicity for themselves, you might say they might be right. I mean, each fill is kept in confinement in a library all year long, and then they are using them as a prop, and they're parading them around every year. Of course, we Pennsylvanians love it, so leave Phil alone. I just recommend we maybe just take a member of PETA 
and keep them in a garbage can year-round and feed them every once in a while. And once a year, we'll lift the lid and let them come out and see their shadow. I think that's a better idea, don't you think? And then, you know, you can come by and bang on the garbage can ever so often. Oh, well, yeah, I guess that probably wouldn't work. You know, well, uh, you know, um, when I was a kid, people would toilet paper houses. And even worse, they would egg people's houses. But these days, it's kind of hard to find things to vandalize people's, people's property with, you know, because everything costs more. Toilet paper costs more. Eggs cost more. And especially meat. Well, there was a woman in New Jersey recently had her home vandalized with pepperoni. There were large chunks of pepperoni by her doorstep and strewn around the porch. More pieces were uh, strategically placed down the stairs. And then there were like four slices on the hood of her car and four more slices on the trunk. She's got no clue who did it or even why. So she calls the cops. There wasn't any real damage, but she was a bit worried about it happening again because, you know, somebody was trespassing. And if they do come with pepperoni again, the meat could actually damage the paint of the car. So, well, here's Heather Doggery. She's talking about the pepperoni attack on her house. From the door to the edge of the porch and then strategically placed down the stairs to the driveway. Nothing on the driveway and then four slices on the hood and four slices on the trunk. We're trying to figure out who goes around with two loaves of pepperoni and a knife in the middle of the night and cuts it up into slices and throws it on people's property. Like, you have nothing better to do with your time. <laughs> it's wrong. You should not be trespassing. You should not be vandalizing people's properties. Like, you know, I mean, I even made a joke and called them the pepperoni bandits. Now, it's not really 100% clear if it was actually pepperoni. Now, a local pizzeria owner says it looks like some kind of salami, maybe in the family of pepperoni. And he goes on to say... As an Italian, seeing this hurts the heart. <laughs> Still, the woman is calling on the perps, the pepperoni bandits, to stop. The police are investigating these folks. I guess It's kind of hard to believe, though, this all went down in New Jersey, mainly because you'd never expect them to waste good pepperoni, frankly. I know whoever did it was a fool, but at least they didn't toss, they didn't, they didn't toss uh, gabagoo, if you know what I mean. Well, here's a young, stupid Utah teen who was busted for not um, vandalizing a house with pepperoni. But, well, let's just say it was a, the most random crime I've ever seen in a long time. He's a 17-year-old who got arrested for taping a fish on various surfaces in Utah, like ATM machines. And, of course, since he's uh, Gen Z, he was also uploading the footage of all the fishy um, tales up uh, to social media, of course. Now, while at first uh, the pranks seemed to be a bit innocent, cleaning up the mess became costly. Now, that became a criminal matter. The videos posted on Instagram show numerous kinds of fish in various sizes taped to ATMs with what appears to be duct tape. A few of the posts shows uh, cigarettes placed in the fish's mouth. The account has 55,000 followers and it's got posts ranging from August the 4th to December the 21st of 2023. And he's currently got over 57,000 followers on Instagram and goes by the name Fish Bandit. Now, the tagline is live, laugh, tape fish on ATMs. No fish were harmed in the process. One video shows a fish taped to the back of a bathroom door, a stall door. And then there's another one that shows multiple fish taped to a police car with the caption, we support our local PD. 
We're going international, a post from November 2023 says. The video appears to show a fish taped to a Japanese ATM machine. There were about 13 or 14 reports of these alleged incidents in the area, but only two of them were allegedly serious enough to press charges. So the teen was referred to juvenile court and charged with two misdemeanor counts for property damage, according to KSL-TV. Police believe the teen's actions were supposed to be a joke, but I don't think anybody's laughing. I mean, who the heck tapes a fish to an ATM? I mean, what this kid did was even more egregious than ordering a filet of fish from McDonald's. I mean, imagine touching that ATM machine. You know, your fingers would smell like you went on a bad date. Oh, I, I love to party in the party. The disco bar flashing at the star. If there's a drip, I might slip and end up with my head in the toilet bowl. Well, most roadside convenience stores don't want you using their bathrooms. And, well, I think the feeling is mutual. But there is a chain making their bathrooms a lot more fun. <laughs> there are six hop shops, that's H-O-P, hop shops, that are located in northern Kentucky. They have installed this big red button in their bathrooms. And there's a sign that says, obviously, do not push this button. But there's also the image of their mascot, which is Hopper the Frog winking, which sends off the signal that eh, maybe you could push the button if you want to. But if you do, it temporarily turns the bathroom into a dance club, complete with lights and an actual disco ball and music. <laughs> a manager says the disco party bathrooms have literally gone viral on social media, as you would expect. And there's such a draw that people are actually coming to the hop shops just to go to the bathroom. <laughs> they say, one says, uh, I had a 60-year-old woman who came out of the restroom and told me it was the best day of her life. Of course, that kind of seems like a low bar, but hey, no judgment. A woman proudly says she celebrated her 20th birthday and visited all six of the Hop Shop disco bathrooms. Here's a Mary Moss. She's the manager at the Hop Shop, so along with some happy customers talking about the nightclub atmosphere in the bathroom. One push sets the balls in motion and starts a party in the potty. They'll just burst into laughter, and then they come out, and they run out and grab family and run back in the bathroom, and it just brings a lot of joy. It's pretty wild, pretty fun time in there. It's funny. I love it. We had a 60-year-old lady that went in, and she came out, and she said that was the best day of her life. <laughs> so the idea was to do something unique to bring people in, and hopefully they'll make some purchases while they're there. They started by trying it in one location last year, and it's been such a big hit now that there are six locations that have it. Um, and actually, there are more than a dozen hop shops in Kentucky and Ohio. Now, it's unclear if the disco bathrooms will be added to every location. But frankly, I think, you know, with as popular as the Sheets convenience stores are here in Pennsylvania, I think maybe they have just been shown up <laughs> with some publicity stunts, that's for sure. Well, here's a story that probably would have been absurd a year ago, but, uh, well, these things are definitely worth their weight in gold now. Um, a 23-year-old California woman got arrested for stealing dozens of those Stanley tumblers or Stanley cups from a store near Sacramento, California. 
She walks in, fills the whole cart with them, walks back out through the front door. Now, the employees tried to stop her, but she just kept on going. So a cop spots her, her car less than a mile away. She was making her getaway on the highway and pulls her over. They posted a photo of her trunk filled to the brim. She also had a bunch in her front seat and one cup holder that she was already using. They counted 65 tumblers that she stole. Now, I'm guessing she planned to sell them or maybe she's just a big fan. I don't know. The store valued them at almost 2,500 bucks, so she's facing charges for grand theft. The cop said, while Stanley quenchers are all the rage, we strongly advise against turning to crime to fulfill your hydration habits. <laughs> so, yeah, the woman needed to get her hands on the Stanley Cup. She must be a San Jose Sharks hockey fan because this is the only way she'll ever see one. The Stanley Cup craze is just out of control, folks. And at this point, don't be surprised if you see people on the black market swapping cups for kidneys. And it really, I guess there's really nothing wrong with jumping on the bandwagon, but maybe it's a good idea to recognize, though, when things get a little too far. Out in Alabama, a 16-year-old claims her parents have actually coughed up 3000 bucks to help her collect every available Stanley Cup on the market. At least she didn't steal them. But now this uh, 16-year-old Alabama teen has 67 in various styles and colors that have been acquired over the past year. The teen tells the Wall Street Journal, I'm obsessed. You think? Yeah, for Stanley obsessive collectors, they're a dream. And one of the reasons the new colors and styles are regularly released. The tumblers, by the way, go for 45 to 50 bucks each. They become a sensation in recent months, as well as a source of confusion for those who don't really understand the popularity. Gen Z is the biggest booster singing its praises on TikTok and other social media channels, but it's equally as popular with millennials and even some Gen Xs. Baby boomers, who typically aren't really fond, uh, found on TikTok, seem a bit mystified, me included. The videos under the TikTok hashtag Stanley Cup have over six billion views, and uh, very few of those have anything to do with the NHL and Lord Stanley's Cup. Starbucks and Target, you know, learned the value of aligning themselves with the Stanley Cup craze. People camped outside their stores to get their hands on the special edition of the popular item. The pink and red tumblers sold out on Target's website, and Starbucks says they don't plan on restocking them with the most stores now completely sold out. Uh, that's creating the craze for people seeking them at retail. And it's pushing prices on secondary markets through the stratosphere. Prices for the cup on eBay will set you back two to $400 or more. Of course, the decision is now probably making this girl's parents wish they had probably spent money on condoms. <laughs> so, okay, we're coming up on Valentine's Day. Maybe you like candy with nuts, right? I know I do. You're going to love this product. Reese's is bringing back their pink peanut butter hearts for Valentine's Day. And they're all over social media because people have realized something interesting about them. They look like something else if you view them at the right angle or maybe at the wrong angle. You see, if you flip them upside down, they bear a striking resemblance to a certain part of the male anatomy. And of course, once you see it, you can't unsee it. <clears throat> Now, if you can't picture the Reese's hearts that I'm talking about, they're more vertical than they are plump and round. So as a bonus, they kind of look very droopy when you turn them upside down. 
Kind of like if your grandfather unzipped his... Wait, don't don't picture that. They've been available on Amazon since around 2019, so it's not like they're a brand new product. Of course, I'm going to see if this new revelation helps or hurts the sales. Now, if your junk is a slightly darker complexion, they also sell the normal chocolate hearts. Or if you're a really pale person like myself, there is the white chocolate version. It's a great big stupid Help spread the stupidity. Share, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. And give it a five-star rating because, hey, this is five-star stupidity. Rating and reviewing also helps the podcast to show up more prominently in searches when people are searching for stupidity. You can eliminate the buffering also when you stream the podcast on the poor cell or Wi-Fi coverage by downloading each episode to your podcast player. Podcast Attic is the app I use, and I recommend that for optimum performance. It's free. They have two types of paid versions, too. And in addition to this episode, there's always the midweek bonus episode featuring the Insane Week in Review and the Genius Awards for the stupendous stupidity. And, of course, uh, there are other surprises as well. Of course, besides that, in the weekend episode, you get the uh, Insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guero from Florida, where you can ask him any questions and pick his brain with his sage wisdom. Ask Pancho about anything. And you can also play along with Pancho and see how well you do in our insane game show every week on the weekend episodes. Every week after both episodes are published, I'll post all the articles that were used on both of the weekend episodes and the midweek bonus episodes. And they'll have them up on the Telegram Messenger channel. When you join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World, you can comment about them and share them with your friends. You can also post comments or suggestions about the podcast as well. You can preview that channel and get a link to download Telegram Messenger for your smartphone at t.me slash insane eric lane. That's t.me slash insane e-r-i-k-l-a-n-e. It's absolutely free, available for desktop or mobile versions, and it's available for platforms that support Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. Don't forget, follow me on social media. Just look for at Insane Eric Lane on Facebook or X, or just visit me at InsaneEricLane.com. Did you do anything really manly this week? Like, you know, install the entire HVAC system in your house. <laughs> I Well, I did do uh, some manly things, um, but I've got, <laughs> I've got to lead into this. I can't just, like, come right out of the gate with it. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I, for, I, I, was, I gave Eric a, a, t- a text kind of leading into a story. I've got my own stupid story. I've had a lot of these lately where I, um, I break something and then I have to fix it like the air conditioning <laughs> and uh, the car and, and things. Um, yeah, no, I'll get, I'll get into that. You got to hold your horses. Okay. I I've had a thought on my mind today. 
Oh, and, uh, just just a thought. Well, yeah, well, that's usually what happens. I I will think of a singular kind of like bit uh-huh. or, or like topic or something, and I'll just like I'll think about it and joke about it until it's killed, and then I'll just retire it permanently, and move on to the next thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how my mind operates. So, I, my my youngest son, who's who's now five months old today, oh. he has been in the phase of life right now for the past kind of couple months, where you get this bald spot on the back of your head, <laughs> right? Like, uh, right. It's like it's like where you know where a baby like rolls around when he's laying on his back, and then it runs mm-hmm. off the mm-hmm. hair, and, and so there's like a circle of hair in yep. the back. Right, and, and I, I was thinking earlier today. I was like, "What? What if you know?" Now I think a lot of adults like we probably sleep in our stomachs or on our sides as well. So you're not going to guarantee. But what? What if? What if like we rubbed off our own hair at night? You know, taking naps and stuff too, and that it was normal to have a bald spot where you sleep in the back of your hair. Like, uh, I, you know, like, I, in my mind, I'm like, I'm talking to Mrs. Poncho. I'm like, <laughs> like, would you be like? Hey, yo, check out that girl's uh, ball spot in the back of her head. Oh, yeah. it's looking good. So that's, that's a good ball spot, girl. Yeah, and then you get, like, slapped <laughs> or something from, like, you know, because like, I would imagine, like, this is, like, it, it'd probably be a thing. Like, you'd be able to tell, like, oh, man, you know what? If it was normal, I'm sure that people would find some way to make it fashionable or, or something, you know? I don't know. Well, this is a good a good point, you know, I mean, because uh, they, that, that would, in fact, not only would they may find it fashionable, some people might actually develop a fetish over it. Oh, oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, someone would be like, man, that's a that's a sexy, sleepy bald spot in the back there. That's what, I was trying I was trying to tell it like I was joking with, with Mrs. My wife about it, Mrs. Poncho. And, uh, you know, and I was trying to you know, pat call her with a few different bald spot names uh, today. And oh um, gosh, I, I don't. I, I, I'm not sure Mrs. Poncho would be very complimented with a bald spot on the back of her head. Oh no, no, she's got curly hair that like yeah, you wouldn't you know, be able to see it anyways. But um, I will say how funny it is. I uh, she set me up for like the the best like ugly joke. So I. I, I basically made one of the jokes I make to you, um, yeah, but yeah. to my wife, uh, and <laughs> I was like, she laughed. And then afterwards, she's like, maybe you should make those jokes around our kids. Um, so <laughs> I'm, saying, I, I'm, I'm, I'm alive still. I got away with calling my wife ugly, um, and, and I'm breathing. Uh, no scars on my face or anything. Yeah, that's um, good. That's good. That's yeah. good. You don't want to really. You don't want to really rile up those Mexican women, you know. <laughs> the, you know the fact that my wife, my wife looks like a model, so I think it kind of it plays out because yeah, it, there's there's not a lot of like unconfidence, I think. Um, but but you know, still, she she is a very petite, a very a model material, you know, very poised. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can get, you know, I can get away with making these jokes because. Both yeah. of us know it's not true. And so well, yeah, but it, again, like I said, she's very poised and, and you know, got a good demeanor about her. Yet at the same time, I really seem to feel deep down inside, if necessary, I could see her throwing glasses and skillets and pots and pans at you if she was really ticked off at you about something. Uh, no, she she's really only been, like, ticked off at me one time, almost. <laughs> I think one time. I, yep. we, we, we got airborne on a jet ski, and uh, yeah. that was my fault. I completely um, 
we uh, we were we rented jet skis for our anniversary. This is before kids, and and like we're out like jet skiing right outside the fort in St. Augustine. It's beautiful. Dolphins show up, so we're like we're next to dolphins. Oh, it's magical. Wow. And then like our three hours are up. We got to return the thing, and I see this boat right in our path, and it's perfect timing. <laughs> and I just see this big wake coming right from the boat as we're just idling there, and engine, and Mrs. Poncho's behind me. We were swapping who's driving, and the others just hold on behind. I'm driving yeah. at the uh, last bit, and <laughs> she like she reads my mind for like the first, and yeah. she, she reads it, for, and she's like, don't even there. She's like, don't, don't you dare. Um, and right as the words leave her mouth, I just full speed throttle it towards that wake. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. in my mind, I'm thinking if I don't actually uh, take off the throttle, I'm just going to skip right over the wake, yeah. basically. Right. So, so right when we got up to the where the wake was coming, right, right as we're hitting the peak of the first part of that wake, I kill the engine or the throttle, and then I ran the throttle full speed again. So we like <laughs> we stopped right at the top, and then full speed down and up the wake, oh, and uh, we get gosh. airborne for a few seconds. And um, for about three <laughs> minutes, Mrs. Poncho was pretty mad at me as she bit her lip and, <laughs> and got like afraid. And then you know, by the time we got to the car, she's all smiles and happy again. So oh um, my gosh, when the adrenaline wore off, <laughs> I guess yeah. Every other time, I, I she just laughs. I I've got a yeah. whole new year. So, but but still, I mean, I, I could see her screaming all kinds of things like obscenities in Spanish and throwing things at you if she was really oh, upset. No, she, she she she's like such a proper lady. She's like, ladies don't swear, so I just I won't. Now in Spanish, <laughs> she will quote maybe someone, and okay. so she's willing to quote a swear word in Spanish. But she's not, <laughs> she's not the kind of, that's open to. Um, like, yeah, she's not open to anger in that kind of way. That's funny. Well, we 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 had a uh, a some a celebration this week because my uh, my son had had a birthday. So you know. Of course, he's in college, and so he gets all kinds of, you know, goodies in school. Because, you know, it's, it's it's nice to be in school and college, you know, six hours away from home. And you get all this, this this food and stuff from mom and dad at college, you know. So there's just something about that. So we had a little oh, celebration yeah, yeah. this week, you know. He, so. he sent me a picture of his sushi the other day. Oh, that's right. They, you know, he can get sushi at the, at the college dining hall. Can you believe this? Oh, yeah. I you love know? it, man. I love it. I'm telling you. I mean, it, I, when I when I'm there, it's like you know. I, again, I just I just want to go and attend college, but not have to worry about going to class. Just you know, sit out there on the benches and you know, just you know, take in the 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 environment. You know, Dude, I, I, I'm telling you, people will be super weirded out if you did that. They would. They would. It'd be even weirder if I decided to just sit out there. You know, in in my my typical lounging attire. But you know, oh we. Gosh. <laughs> Yeah. So, but you're imagining to the audience, whatever you're imagining, it's worse than than what you have in your mind. Well, yeah, I, but still, I, I I'm telling you though, I've already made my plans. When I do finally, you know, once I finally do retire from work, and you know, it, the the idea has kind of surfaced probably more often than I had expected it to, you know, because you know we're thinking there is going to come a time. When do I really want to continue getting up at three thirty in the morning and you know going and doing a morning radio show? Do I really want to do this? Can I just plan my own agenda? And I'm thinking, you know, it would be nice, as I have said before, to get a nice retirement sum and use that money to go out and buy me a nice, very large, 
uh, Ford oversized pickup truck with double back tires and make it a really souped up pickup truck. And I'm not much of a pickup truck person, but I would just go and buy one of these. Okay. And then spend all of my waking hours driving along the streets of town, 10 miles below the speed limit. <laughs> well, the other thing that you do is on trash day, <clears throat> the night before, you start driving through people's neighborhoods and just loading things up on the back of the truck. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> but but no, I, I really I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, you know, spend, a, you know, four or five hours of my day just roaming through town 10 miles below the speed limit, letting everybody flip me off and honk their horns and pass me. And I'll wave and smile as they pass me because that's what I get behind every time I come home from work. Yeah, well, yeah, you got nothing to do at that point, but drive slow, I guess. Yes, right? That's right. I, you know, I, I I understand that you need to be driving as fast as you can because you've got T minus seven years left to live according to your, <laughs> well, your age calculator. Yeah, that death calculator. That's right. I, I may as well just let, let, let me start the new year out by figuring out my death count. Oh, seven years. That's good. Man. Um, <laughs> Man. I'm uh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, we better we better get a lot of podcasts in between now and then. You know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> you know. oh well, gosh! I'll, I'll leave it in my story a little bit. I I had to call a plumber out uh, earlier this week because oh. I'm taking the trash out and I, I look up in, in our laundry room while grabbing some uh, extra uh, garbage bags. I look up and I'm like, huh? I don't remember that water spot being above here on the ceiling uh oh, no. ceiling right below where, where our upstairs bathroom is um and, that, and so sure enough i, I kind of like climb on top of a little dresser that we've gotten there and i, I kind of put my my hand up to the wall and i'm like oh and it's damp so it's it's not like an old thing it's like no there's yep. something actively going on so i'm like yep. it's, it's fresh it's, it's fresh. So it's either going to be behind the wall, like uh, where my yeah. wife's vanity is upstairs in our bedroom, or I'm going uh -oh. to get to it from underneath uh, over the ceiling. And, and I'm like, I, if I knew where the leak was for sure, I would go tackle it myself. I'd figure it out. Yeah. I'd find a way. But when it's found the wall, I'm thinking, okay, I, I'm going to like, I'm gonna get an actual plumber out because I don't want right. to cut into all this drywall for no reason right. or right. cause more damage than what's worth. And so I get a guy out. This is yesterday, right? He comes out, and he, we, we end up cutting up at the bedroom um, first, and he's like, feel all around. We're like, all right, I'm checking the trap, the pee trap, and all. And he's like, it's it's all bone dry. I'm gonna start running um, some of the different, uh, you know, hot, cold, and, and looking yeah. for leaks, not finding anything at all. And uh, wow. so he's like, all right, well, you know what? We've now got two small holes cut into our upstairs. Let's just go for a hole in the ceiling. Of the downstairs, uh, because we're not finding anything, and and um, and then we cut into there, and he's running everything, flushing the toilet sinks, anything that runs water, still nothing, right? Wow, just nothing. And, and so at this point, like we kind of are summing it down, and and here is where I've got a story to read for you. I'm actually going to just read for you exactly uh, what what he wrote down on the invoice. <laughs> All right, right. So I've got my invoice here, and. He's got like a basically like a novel under the description uh, like, of work performed. A, ni a nice right. narrative. A nice narrative here. Oh, it's it's a nice narrative, and uh, <laughs> I know exactly where you're gonna bust out laughing. <coughs> All right. <clears throat> Customer noticed a wet spot on ceiling under second story bathroom since Monday. Customer perform or preferred not to cut into ceiling as first choice. So to perform a leak detection, cut two holes upstairs behind shower. 
uh, closest to wet spot, parenthesis, found no evidence of leakage except what could have been a drip sound in the wall. Cutting wall, which ended up being nothing, by the way. Uh, the drip oh. sound was probably just like the pipes moving around with the hot water coming in, which oh, happens. Right. <clears throat> so uh, cutting wall did not um, e- uh, expose leaks, so finally cut hole in ceiling where wet spot is and still found nothing while mm-hmm. testing drains. Customer mentioned he has lately started filling tub up to do cold plunges, which prompted checking tub overflow. Determined overflow gasket needs to be replaced. Homeowner would like to do themselves. Uh, so uh, I think the Lord is trying to tell me something about the cold plunges between what, <laughs> like my, my slowly dying from a cough, uh, followed by destroying my house because of these cold plunges. Um, I thought um, you'd get a kick out of that. So, so, uh, so let, let, me get, let me get this right. So in other words, the overflow, this is the little hole at the top of the tub. Is this what we're talking about? Uh, uh, yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like by the time I get in the tub, the water like, you know, jumps up half of the, um, um, you know, the well, height that it's at. It's like going in the overflow part. And I guess it's just like water's just falling in between. Oh Not all of it, but gosh. enough to cause something there. And uh, so look, if it, when anytime I call in and ask for invoice number three, six, seven, seven, zero, uh, then they're going to be able to see right there how much of a man I am for doing cold oh. plunges, uh, you know, um, or they could, you know, it'll be right there on the paperwork. Oh my gosh. So, um, needless to say, yesterday I ran out to ACE, picked up a, a, uh, a new, was it overflow gasket for tub. Uh, I will say when I took it out, we, the, the place was flipped before we came in. They didn't even have the right gasket on there. I, I could tell the moment I took oh. it out. I was like, this doesn't look like the gasket I got. Uh, it's not flanged at the bottom, I thought. so Because apparently yeah. it's all held together there against the tub based on just pressure, uh, right? like tension. You tighten a screw, and it tightens the uh, the, the pipe close right. to the uh, tub, so it just like squishes it when you put the right. screw in there. Nothing's glued around it, and, and the gasket was just like a straight-cut gasket, probably not even big enough to – even like compress anything to stop right. the leak in that way. So right. um, probably a shortcut that was done whenever the place was flipped or something. <laughs> I at least did the gasket myself and I spent the, uh, was it a little time on my lunch break at home today, as well as uh, after work going and, and patching up all these, like these uh, three holes in my wall now. And, uh, and so all, all, oh, <laughs> all that's man. done. I, just, I need to sand it down a little bit tomorrow and we'll be all set and good to go. Uh, oh, once again, but I thought you'd get a kick out of that. And but, in the in the meantime, Mrs. Poncho is uh, smiling and just shaking her head. Is this what's happening? Oh man, I don't know. She she's all fine. She, she's been a good sport, thankfully. Um, and and for what it's worth, like, look, I, let's get the tub fixed completely, anyways. Let's do it right if, yeah. we, if we're there and in there. Um, but uh, yeah, she's she's <laughs> laughing at me. I think a little bit on the inside. Yeah, she's nice enough I, not to do it on the outside. So so I guess uh, the the cold plunges is good for one thing, but also it spurs you on to do a little extra more uh, manly household work and repair. Uh, I will say I think that everything about it has been manly so far. I suppose somehow this is you're slowly turning into um, the home improvement guy. You know that, don't you? <laughs> Right, I know, yeah. You know, you'll, you'll be getting on the podcast in the future going, har, 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 har. 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> either that or I, I could be Wilson, and any picture you well, give me is going to be like well, covering my yeah. face in just the right way. But no, but 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 seriously, I mean, seriously, I mean, with a home improvement, he was always trying to improve something, only to have to go back and repair his improvements. Or you know, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a little bit of I guess what's going on, right? That's that's been me with the car, I guess, uh, with the AC uh, that, uh, thing, but. Look, everything's fixed. The walls are put back, at least. Uh, you know, it's just a little bit of touch-up mm. that needs to be done at this point. Well, um, and I'm, learn you know, I'm learning things, okay? It's, it's well, a, an extensive good. lesson to learn, but... Well, it, uh, it was. It, one would think that the lesson I've learned is to stop doing cold plunges, but, you know, but that's no. where God is probably like, how many lessons do I have to give this guy to no. tell him to stop? Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, when you when you get double pneumonia, come and talk to me, okay? <laughs> I know, right? Oh, yeah. Man. Well, oh, you know what where, where, where we've been having here. My 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 wife, you know, she is uh, getting older and doesn't really have the energy to to really clean the house. And between her jobs and my jobs and grandma being here, and it it you know it's just you know grandma says, look, I'm going to do you all a favor and I will pay. Just have housekeepers come in and clean the house to kind of give you a little less work to do around here, which is kind of nice. <clears throat> Except we can't find housekeepers that just know how to come in, pick the items up off the counter, clean it, and replace the items on the counter where they found them. You know what I'm saying? Every time we come in, it's a scavenger hunt. It's like, okay, where did the shampoo go? Where did the drawer <laughs> towels go? Who's, you know, and, and I come in today and I'm like, my, and then, then uh, my, my wife, you know, she's got these little electric candles in every single room in the house. So it's like every, every window has a little electric candle in it. Okay. She's a big candle person. Well, I guess they were cleaning something and busted the candle. So now the bathroom is in total darkness because there's no candle in the window. So she's upset. She's got to now go back on Amazon and order another electric candle. You know, I found my shampoo in the shower where it normally should be sitting on the counter. We were finally, and I'm like, I'm just going to start putting stick post-it notes all over the place saying, please leave <laughs> items alone on the counter. I'm thinking, do you, these, you, you these stick labels everywhere, like label yeah. like shampoo label right down where the shampoo goes. And right. I'm thinking, you know, if I, if I'm cleaning stuff, I take things off, clean it and replace it where I found it. But these guys, they, it's like, they come in, they want to rearrange your entire house. You know, <laughs> like, I, I mean, don't want to go like, on this. Are, are they doing a better hunt. job at, at arranging it, though? Maybe they're just trying to tell you something about your, your uh, uh, feng shui. No. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, but that, that's, that's been our drama around here for the week. But and, and the thing about the candles, this is what kills me. My wife is is obsessive about, you know, leaving lights on in the house. Now, I've gone through and I've replaced most all of our incandescent bulbs with the LED lights that use oh, like yeah, yeah. A, a fraction of the electricity, right? And oh, I've done the same, yeah. Right. But my wife is screaming about the fact, you know, the lights are left on, we're paying an exorbitant electric bills. And so I literally went around and calculated the total wattage of every one of them little infernal electric candles in every window. And oh. it turns out they burn more wattage than one light bulb. <laughs> oh, I believe it. I 100% believe it. So I told my wife, I said, stop complaining about the lights because you're burning more electricity keeping those little candles in the window than I am with one light bulb. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, my word. This is what happens when you get old and getting close to retirement. So, you know, if we still are old. I thought you were going to say this is what happens when you get old and close to death. 
Well, that too. Because <laughs> we may end up killing each other before it's over with. Oh, it's it's yeah, like you, my, you, I mean, look, the, the closer you get to the end of your seven years, the, yeah, the more yeah. dangerous and on edge you're going to get. Yeah, you're that's possible. Be, you're going to be a yeah. real loose cannon uh, well, in my, five years or so. Well, that's true. And, and uh, my wife probably is the same way. My, my dad used to say that he says, he said, divorce will never enter our vocabulary. He says, murder possibly, but never divorce. Oh, I've heard, I've heard that one before. I, I'm surprised you haven't like left pranks or like things to intentionally scare the, um, like the cleaners and stuff well, around. So, so I that just, way, I just open might a cabinet do and like a booby yeah. trap, you know, thing falls yeah. on them or a goblin thing jumps out of yeah. the cabinet or whatever. Don't, don't give me any ideas. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm telling you. So, but yeah, I just was like, can you just come in and clean the house and put things back where you found them? That's all I'm asking. It's, you know, not rocket science. Yeah. Sometimes it's a lot to ask for is just simple things to be yeah. done. Um, especially, simple. yeah. Things like don't eat my lunch, especially mm-hmm. when you, you put your name on the, on the lunchbox in the, the, uh, right. With the exactly. office or the, the you know, the, actually the I just saw refrigerator at, at you know, work. Now, now, you know, we, we had the story here a while back about the mother, you know, that, that put laxatives in her daughter's food because the kids were eating her kid, her daughter's bully, lunch, right? right? Yeah, bullies like right. stealing the lunch food. So right. you put laxatives well, in your daughter's food and uh, lunch food. Well, check this out. I yeah. just saw this today. You may, you may see it too. A guy's, <laughs> going to, a guy's going to prison because a co-worker ate his lunch and he went out in the parking lot and stabbed him to death. Whoa, man. That, I mean, <laughs> look, I, I think that there's better ways to go about that, but I will say that that is a warning. I mean, that should set the, the precedent for every other yeah, person that thinks but about not doing only, this, this I, heinous thing. Yeah. Not only did he stab him to death, he took a knife and a hammer and bludgeoned him and stabbed him. And, and oh now, the guy, now the guy's going, followed him out to his truck and beat him up and stabbed him for eating his lunch. So... <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, well, um, look, I don't eat other people's lunches. I don't get in the habit of doing that. And in fact, like when I go into like the office to eat, I, I basically bring with me a, a giant Costco bag of mixed nuts. And there you like, go. I'll cut up an apple or two or something. And yep. uh, and I'll bring some like black coffee with me for the morning. And I, that's kind of what I'll snack on for the day. This fruit, nuts, black coffee. Um, there you go. Because I just, I sit down at work all day. I don't need to consume exorbitant amounts of calories. And I yeah. will probably pack food that's more than what I need or that will not be as healthy, I think. Um, of course. And so, so this is a way to kind of like, um, you know, minimize the damage, I guess, that a lot of people <laughs> do uh, at lunchtime uh, at their, at, when they go to work. Um, but, uh, yeah, so our first story, Tim, you, you teased this last week. Um, yeah. But I had to know. I mean, I was, my curiosity got the better of me. And it kind of feels <laughs> like an epilogue, like you said, to the, the mom in the daughter's yep. lunch box like school bully kind of thing right. uh, and, and so you said that like there was actually uh the, the mom i think was getting in trouble for that but you you mentioned that this guy found a way to get away with this at work and so yeah, i'm kind of curious with, how he goes about it with a new twist right that's what you said so we got uh, a man that is gonna he spikes his work lunch with laxatives after the co-worker won't stop stealing it uh, now you told me that you've done something like this as well with, oh, with yeah. coffee creamer at your office just yeah. not laxatives um, well, so, it was it was it was it was mineral oil, so it may as well have been laxatives. Right, I know, right. Um, 
I will say so, like with the mom, the, the, the neat thing about the laxatives thing is that it kind of outed the culprit, like the bully. You knew exactly who the bully was when he grabbed his butt and sort of run into the, the bathroom, you know, um, minutes later. But uh, here's a similar story involving adults. And, and uh, it's with a different plot twist. They, they, they said that revenge is a, a dish best served cold. Uh, and considering this is like a work lunch, it's probably best served cold cuts or something. Um <laughs> Which was it was certainly a case, at least for one hapless worker, uh, work thief who lived to regret continually stealing a colleague's lunch. Uh, the the man recounted how years ago he had been the victim of numerous stolen lunches at work, uh, and after complaining to HR every third or fourth time, he was left fuming that nothing was being done. Mm-hmm. However, a yearly checkup at his doctor led to a prescriptive revenge tactic that left the thief unable to eat for some time afterwards. He said, I was gripping, uh, griping to my doctor, and he smiled, saying, you're constipated then. I was dumb and said, no, why? He wrote me a prescription for some laxatives with instructions to mix it with your meal for maximum effect, <laughs> at which point I knew the plan. Uh, <laughs> the man then shared how on the day he put the laxatives in his lunch and waited patiently for the thief to steal a sandwich yet again heading straight to HR to report two things when he did. One, my lunch was stolen again, and my medication was stolen. Hmm. Now, that is, see, look at that. Now you're getting into, like, that's next level. And also, you can't get in trouble <laughs> for that then. You're like, I have a doctor's prescription, and this guy, not only is this guy affecting my health now, my food, but he's affecting my health. Oh, man, so, like, this guy, is, this is, like, 3D chess. After telling HR that he had some digestive problems and his doctor had prescribed a powerful laxative to mix in with his midday meal, HR was duty-bound to call the police as (laughs) stealing prescribed medication was a criminal offense. Oh, man. After the police caught the culprit from a different department and clearly feeling worse for wear, he even tried to accuse the man of poisoning his food. I asked him, at which point did you get the idea that food was for you? Now I no longer have my medication I was prescribed for my condition. Uh-huh. <laughs> after, after admitting this, it's like the only time I'd be like happy to admit to everybody I've got, you know, constipation. <laughs> um, <laughs> right? Oh, man. Um, uh-huh. uh, so, uh,. <clears throat> I, so I guess while well, well, you've got one guy who's you know being prescribed medication for arrested development, you've got <laughs> yeah. a, another guy you know arrested uh, you know uh, himself for this. Um, well, uh, he said uh, after admitting that his, this comment um, that this comment led the man to quote unquote shut his mouth until he got a lawyer. Yeah. He told how his friend from high school came in to take uh, on his position at the company after he was sacked for the offense. I have no clue where the lunch thief went after his fines and community service, he confirmed. (laughs) With his revelation on Reddit sending readers wild, one said, can I have the number of that doctor? I've been looking for one just like him. (laughs) Another commented, this is beautiful. Keeping the medication in the bag is a neat trick. Um, One told, uh, you know, how most uh, good HR departments have policies that mean lunch theft equals instant termination with another saying this is why employers shouldn't disregard lunch thieves it's only a matter of time until they return their thieving hands on the employer's things or somehow cause damages to their employer uh-huh. one had uh, you know glorious 
Love that both the thief and boss got their just desserts. It's uh, no different than stealing money from someone's wallet. Oh, so, yes. That's yes. really, I, I would hate to be the guy that, you know, uh, I guess is fired for this. But um, <laughs> look, if you're like, all right, you know, no one's doing anything. Still, no, yeah. all right, you know what? I'm just going to raise the whole thing to the ground here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love the fact I love the fact that the doctor picked up on it and said, so I guess you're having digestive problems and aren't you? <laughs> that was the best part because I the guy know, was yeah. like, you know, he's like, what are you talking about? Oh, oh, yeah. Winky, winky. Now we know why. Now I know what you're talking about here, you know, so. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Man, that's so wild. I know. I mean that that's something yeah, that's even more clever than even I could do. But trust me, if I I would jump on that like ugly on a duck if that ever happened to me, I guarantee it. I, oh, I mean, like for him, it was foolproof. Like, how could he get in trouble for that? Unlike the mom, with yeah. uh, that's what the mom. That's the the key ingredient the mom was missing was that you needed a doctor's prescription for those laxatives, and then you would have been in the clear for that bullet. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. That bully would be getting, he'd be in juvie getting community service uh, if that was the case, right? That's it. That's it. So, I mean, not only did you unleash the the uh, the diarrhea, but you also unleashed the legal action to come along with it as well. So, well, here's something that could be unleashed, might be worse than a bad case of diarrhea. If, of course, all the global warming people have their threats, uh, worst, th worst threat realized, uh, that we've got this melting Arctic permafrost. And, uh, you know, they, they keep saying that the, the poles are shrinking and all this kind of thing. The ice is shrinking at the polar, at the polar ice caps. Well, look, if that's the case, if that's what's really happening, beware. We could have some ancient zombie viruses could be let loose and trigger a catastrophic global health emergency. This is what some concerned scientists are saying, okay? They say, we now face a tangible threat. We need to be prepared to deal with it. It's as simple as that, as if we had enough to worry about with, you know, the, the climate getting warmer. But this genesis, Jean-Michael Claveri, a professor emeritus at medicine and genomics at Axe-Marzell University, tells The Guardian, says experts are already working with the University of the Arctic. I had no idea there was a place called the University of the Arctic, but I'm, I guess it's a pretty cold spot to get your degree. But there's an international education research cooperative there establishing this monitoring network to help identify cases of diseases caused by the ancient microorganisms early on long before their spread can spiral out of control. So the network would also provide quarantine facilities and medical services for those infected to minimize a potential outbreak, you know, like preventing contagious patients from leaving the region. So uh, so-called uh, Methuselah microbes, they are, okay? They're known as like zombie viruses. They're capable of remaining viable for tens of thousands of years encased in the frozen soil. It covers about 20% of the Earth's northern hemisphere. So when all that stuff starts to melt, then they're unleashed. This is a new way to scare the living crap out of us to, to make us stop buying, you know, uh, gas powered vehicles and convert everything to electricity. So some zombie virus, it could be let loose on the global uh, polar ice caps. You know, I guess the only cure for this super scary bug would have to be one thing, and that would be mail in ballots. <laughs> You know? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh I, I, I can see everyone getting desperate enough uh, yeah. for, for that yeah 
the real question, will, will zombie viruses turn people into zombies? You know, although I guess we're already dealing with the living dead every time we listen to our president speak something, you know. But gosh, right. either that or be like, uh, you know, people staring down at their phones the whole time or something. Yeah, like, you know, they're not scaring us enough by telling us that the world is getting warmer. They're going to say you're going to unleash zombie viruses if you're not careful. So, I, look, I'm just glad I could finally be like a victim in the, here because I'm I'm the, between the two of us. I'm the victim. You've only got seven years. I'm the one that's got the majority of my life left. Uh, so if the zombie virus comes in, I, I think I'm we, we, we are not equally hurt by this. It is I'm hurt more by a zombie virus. So I'll just um, keep using my internal combustion engine for all these last seven years of my life. Yeah, I don't, I, look, I can fix an internal combustion engine, so I'm, I'm going to be sticking with that. Um, like what happens when like the, you know an attack happens, the power goes down. Like I get gas is going to become hard, but at least I can siphon gas. What about like uh, you know an electric grid that goes down? Right. I don't want to. Or, or, or like someone gets hacked. Like what is it? Can't you put limiters? Uh, like I think Tesla was saying as well. They could like put a limit on the speed that you drive or shut the car off remotely. Yeah, I don't want that. Are you kidding? No. Um, yeah, no. I, I like my old school gas. Uh, That's when right. It when I, it's when it's I was reliable. A, yeah, when I when I was a kid, you know, a, a lot of our neighbors they had the electric houses. You know, the electric heat, electric ranges, electric heating systems, and air conditioning. And at the time, our house was completely gas powered. We had natural gas. We had a natural gas um, powered air conditioner, a natural gas powered heater, natural gas stoves, ovens, even the lights in the front yard. They were all natural gas powered gas lights. So when everybody else had a power failure, our house was the only one that had heat and lights on the outside. You know. Yeah, there you go. And, and um, I will say when I, when I was younger, like you know, high school, early college yeah. years. Part of me almost like looked forward to a zombie virus outbreak or something because I was just bored. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. I'm like, hey, this, it would be fun to kind of run out and have to kill a bunch of like zombie things. <laughs> um, I, I, I and, and also the funny thing is, like, young me also thought like I could make it work. I'll probably be fine. Me now, yep. like, no, no, this would be uh, probably horrible. And uh, but like I, I'd be more capable now than ever, and I realized more than ever that like that would not play out well at all. Yeah, um, yeah. But I don't buy any kind of zombie virus thing. That, that's that's all science fiction to me. I, I think yeah. that we are much more likely to be able to bring back the dinosaurs from from um, well know, the way the frost. Well, the way to replicate DNA. I mean, you never know. They all they got to do is get the DNA of some of these old dinosaurs. They can probably replicate. Right, we could be living out a Michael Crichton, uh, you know, <laughs> story basically. Like, um, they, we've cloned sheep, why not? Right, yeah, um, right. But that is where, um, look, dinosaurs, uh, kids love them, right? Yeah, um, they do. Dads want to impress their kids, right? You, you teased this last week, uh, but I had to see the picture of it, I, I was intrigued. <laughs> Um, yeah, we've got a dad here. He, he is wanting to buy an, a big dinosaur for his kid, and he kind of makes a, a key mistake. Uh, this is such a dad thing to do, where you like you go all out for something, but you also don't pay that much attention, and you kind of mess <laughs> up. Um, so we've got a dad. He, he bought a dinosaur online for his son, but didn't expect to receive a 19 foot tall statue so <laughs> monstrously big that it had to be dropped into his garden by crane. 
Oh um, man. <laughs> now, let me just kind of like pause there for a second and keep in mind like 10 feet tall is one story, right? And right. so 20 feet tall, this thing's 19 feet tall, right? We let's just yeah. round to 20 feet. This dinosaur's two stories tall. If you look right. at the picture, what you should, it's like as tall as their house. Like they, <laughs> their house, it looks like a one-story house, but then they've got a roof on there, so it kind of peaks up a little bit more. It's as tall as the house. So imagine <laughs> buying for your four-year-old uh, like a, a house-sized dinosaur, practically. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, look the picture up. It's worth it. When, when uh, Andre Bison's four-year-old son, Theo, asked for the, quote-unquote, the biggest carnotaur you've ever seen, the Guernsey <laughs> father set out to do just that. Uh, and like the like the good daddy is, he bought a, a statue online for one thousand two hundred dollars, and wow. thought he'd be getting a ten foot dinosaur, which is a large dinosaur still. Um, right. When it arrived, it turned out to be nearly twice the size. Andre <laughs> found the, the online listing after his partner mentioned an amusement park in Jersey. Uh, Tampa Park was selling its old stock of dinosaur statues. <laughs> well, he told the son online. Uh, the issue was as this was being sold. Uh, off online, there's only a thumbnail image to try to gauge the size. No details uh, whatsoever and no one to ask. I didn't really care. I knew he would be uh, big. As it turns out, he was much bigger. Uh, he, said that he, he said he did not realize how big it was until the delivery company told him it would not fit in a truck back in 2020. The task of delivering the dinosaur was made even more difficult by heavy rain in Jersey. It meant the contour skin got wet, causing the statue to balloon in weight up to two tons. Wow. Uh, yeah, the dad told Unilad uh, seven, uh, seven guys couldn't lift or move him, so they had to organize a JCB to get him out. Andre had the dinosaur, which is like a crane, right? Uh, Andre had the uh, bought the dinosaur, now named Chaz. Uh, as a Christmas present for his son, but it, it could not be delivered in time because of its size. Tampa Park, even say, imagine like coming out on Christmas. I'm just like, yeah. and you come out in the backyard and you're like, I've got something to show you. And it's literally <laughs> like the dinosaur size. Oh man. Um, I, I would love it. Um, well, Tampa, uh, Tampa Park even sent the family a smaller dinosaur to apologize for the delay. Wow. Conotaurs are Theo's favorite species and the four year old first asked for a dinosaur after watching the Disney film dinosaur. Oh, right. Right. Well, now he's got one 19 feet tall peeking over the top of his house. <laughs> I, I know. It's, it's so good, man. I, I would love to get away with that here. Except for there. There's, uh, uh, just imagine what the, what the homeowners association would say about something like that. That's the next question, you know? Oh my <laughs> gosh. You're so right. Oh man. Um, uh, and imagine the kind of yard work around there that you got to do around that dinosaur. Oh um, my gosh. Yeah. Of course, all the kids are going, Hey, we're going to go spend the night at Theo's house. Cause he's got a 19 foot dinosaur. <laughs> you know? well, either, either that or like, you know, on a thunderstorm, you, the thunder or the lightning. And you see the, the outline of like a giant dinosaur in your window. You know, you open the window outside to see what's there and a dinosaur peeking in on the second story. Oh man. You got a Godzilla movie in your backyard, man. That's just terrible. Oh, man, I know, yeah. Oh, my word. I mean, the only thing to make that even better would be if it was an animatronic dinosaur. A 19-foot animatronic dinosaur, that would be fantastic, you know? So, but uh, just imagine, though, if that thing could move, imagine the amount of electricity it would take to make that thing operate. 
You know, that's just insane. Well, here, you know, we've heard the stories about um, the inoperable Teslas. Okay, and how the entire city of Chicago was shut down with their EVs because it was so cold they couldn't charge their batteries, right? And and uh, well, you know, now this has become a thing. People are now beginning, you know, trying to figure out that how, how am I going to be able to charge my battery if it gets really cold outside? Well, here's one way not to do that. Okay, mm-hmm. a, a, a Tesla car battery actually caught fire inside a North Carolina home after a man removed it from one of the low voltage batteries and brought it indoors to charge it. Now the battery, (laughs) the battery exploded because it hit a short circuit. Now this happened in the city of Cary, North Carolina on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, And uh, actually we have the actual radio traffic from broadcastify that uh, captured Exactly what happened inside the house. So I got the smaller of the two batteries from the car in the kitchen, charging it up, and then it exploded. Neighbor went inside to see if he couldn't extinguish the fire, so he's going to have that smoke plus uh, dry cam that he inhaled. Now, Tesla vehicles, in case you don't know this, they actually have two batteries installed. They've got the standard 12-volt battery, car battery, you know, for the low-voltage systems. But then they've got the lithium-ion battery. Okay, car experts really don't recommend charging your car battery inside because, you know, a faulty battery could cause an explosion or a fire, right? So, yeah, like, just like this Tesla battery, which exploded. So, And that kind of comes as no surprise, I guess, because at this point, the whole company is probably up in flames. But stock tanking, car rentals, bad reports, you know, Tesla's now performing so poorly at May as well be renamed U.S. Economy. U.S. Economy. The, um, I, yeah, I can imagine. Like, like, uh, who? Why would you think to bring a battery inside the charge? I don't know. Uh, I think it's pretty funny. I, the headline for that is Tesla battery explodes inside home. Guy decided to remove and charge it inside. Yeah, that headline is gold. That's a that's it a golden is. headline. Absolutely. I've never seen one. Oh man. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I, are there pictures of, of the battery or of the house afterwards? I didn't find any pictures. That's the thing. So maybe oh, you're just too, too, yeah, too, too embarrassed to start with, you know. <laughs> so. I know, man. Uh, I would feel like uh, I was thinking something, but we, we've even seen like, uh, bat, like the, the Teslas, if they catch fire on the side of the road, it it takes like five or, or ten times the amount of water to get the, oh, yeah. the fire out. There's yeah. nothing left of the car. It seems like it's like cremated. Um, yeah, and then I even read a story today. I read a story today about the dashboard in the Tesla caught fire. What? How did that happen? I don't know. Some kind of a short circuit somewhere. Just something. Yeah. I um, look. I, I get the appeal, and I actually understand. Like, you can get a lot of um, acceleration, like instant acceleration from an electric car. Uh, it, it is fun. It is cool. Um, but I you- just, I'm so used to batteries. Being like, yeah. it's great. Like whether it's a laptop, uh, yeah, that's the reason I don't have like electric, um, like mower or weed eaters or oh, anything yeah. either. Because like you get a battery for it and you're like, it's great. And then within six months, you're like, huh, this thing doesn't last even half as long as it used to. And yeah. then you get more and more batteries and, and like, and you're still charging it using like a coal power plant. I don't yep. know. I just like, look, I've got a big enough yard. I need a gas mower, gas weed yep. eater. And I can get the work done, and it's probably cheaper all said and done. Yeah. Um, well, have you ever driven a an, an electric vehicle completely electric? No, vehicle? no. One time I, I I was trying to like rent cars, and it seemed like every car rental I was yes. looking at 
we're, we're like begging you basically like yeah. i'm like why are the cheapest cars to rent the uh you know the electric ones and i'm yeah. like i think i know why i'm pretty sure i know why in yeah. fact yeah well apparently it even takes some adjusting to just get used to driving an electric vehicle so if you're not used to it if you just jump in one like you're going to rent one you might want to you know spin around in the parking lot a little bit to kind of get the feel for it because they do take some adjustments even to, to drive one yeah i i guess um you know well for each one everyone has their own taste i guess um yeah you know for car so uh it's not my fancy i i guess we'll say i you know um <clears throat> but what i what i think i would be willing to taste uh just to say that i've done this is uh the new tiktok food trends which uh -oh. I, I don't uh -oh. even know why we, we have as many tiktok stories as we do uh but there's they're, they're so crazy i think that's the reason why well, it's, it's hard to not it's because if you're going to find stupidity you're probably going to find it on tiktok I'm sure all the TikTok stories we get, it's like morbid curiosity for me um, <laughs> on, on this. Uh, like, it's amazing how much of the news sounds like satire. Um, it, like, the, the newest TikTok food trend is deep fried toothpicks. And <laughs> no, it's it's not just a silly name. Um, people are actually cooking toothpicks and eating them. Oh. And so, you know, we <laughs> we talked about grilled ice. We've talked yeah. about grilled rocks. Yeah. That's right. Now deep fried toothpicks. Uh, this is this is the the direction that I guess our world is is going um, on this. Now, when you look at the picture, it kind of looks like a little bit like noodles, maybe yeah. even like worms. Like it kind of like worms um, to Gosh. me as well. Uh, yeah. Like because it's you think you're like oh the toothpicks is going to be like 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 a like a stick or like straight, uh, but no. Yeah. Like I guess when you deep fry it, they they curl up. And kind of be puff up and curl up and look noodly, I guess. I don't know. Um, it's mainly a thing in South Korea. So okay. go to South Korea if you want deep fried toothpicks. Um, health officials there just had to put out a statement telling people to stop doing it. <laughs> you know, go figure. They wrote, this is not a product to eat. Their safety has not been verified. Uh, uh, this, right, this uh, one key detail is really important, though. The toothpicks they're eating are not made of wood. Most oh. toothpicks in South Korea are actually made using a mix of corn and potato starch. Oh. So that's why they're somewhat edible. Okay. People are, are deep frying them in oil and posting the footage on TikTok. They <laughs> puff up and kind of look like shoestring fries, but they're green. <laughs> then, yeah, you, you toss some seasoning or powdered cheese on top. People say that they have a similar consistency to rice cakes. Uh, just to be totally clear, though, one more time, kids, do not try eating with this with wood toothpicks. <laughs> eating those would not be a fun experience. I'm no. assuming. No, definitely not. You would definitely get a lot more fiber that way, though. Yeah, that's true. I, I have heard of uh, you know someone like trying to figure out how to eat a Christmas tree because apparently <laughs> you could do it. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, uh, I've heard of making toothpicks though out of corn and potato starch. Of course. Being in Korea, you know, they do things a little differently over there, you know. So, and, and, and but if anybody does anything a little differently than we're used to here in Pennsylvania, it's the Amish, you know. I mean, the Amish, you can always tell, you know, to look for an Amish home when there is no, there's no wires coming from the home. That's, that's a dead giveaway because most wires have got like power lines running into the house. You know, it's an Amish house when there is no power lines coming in there, right? So, and, you know, 
if you're not from Pennsylvania or Ohio or Indiana, some of the more Amish populated states, they do seem a little odd and maybe kind of, you know, strange to some people. Um, but uh, what's really strange is what's happening with the Amish. You know that crime is bad when an Amish family goes to Walmart and has their horse and buggy stolen. <laughs> Okay, so I mean, you know, you, you hear people hot wiring a vehicle from a Walmart parking lot, right? And that probably wouldn't surprise you. But what if the vehicle was the Amish buggy? And well, it was. Of course, I don't know. Was it hot rained instead of hot wired? I don't know. But this Amish family had their horse and buggy swiped while they were shopping at a Walmart in Michigan. So they called the police. Now, I guess surely they didn't call them using a cell phone that the Amish people were not supposed to be carrying. I don't know, but well, fortunately there were witnesses, uh, a truck driver actually saw a suspicious woman take the buggy and um, gave a description to the cops. So, and the cops even knew who she was. They, they had some kind of interaction with her early, earlier that day at Walmart, but there's not much more details on that. Uh, but police did find the stolen horse and buggy that night and were able to find the suspect at a nearby motel. Uh, she was charged with larceny and larceny of livestock and the horse and buggy were returned without any harm. But it's pretty sad when even the Amish now are having their vehicles and horses stolen by that from under them. In my mind, when I, when I like hear the story in the headline, I'm imagining like a, a horse, uh, uh, like with its legs cut off up on like single blocks or something. <laughs> oh, you know? yeah, right. Right, you know, <laughs> I wasn't expecting the culprit to be a woman. I was thinking it was going to be you know, like Jedediah or somebody like this. <laughs> they, 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 I don't know. It's 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 bizarre, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, what, what, what does make me laugh is like, you know, are you, do you think you're going to get a fast getaway? Like you're going to be leaving tr tracks behind, you know? Um, yeah, yep. and, and um, poop. Yeah, like how many how many horse and buggies do you think you're going to see on the road? So uh, yeah. You're not going to blend in very well there. Probably not going to get away very fast either. Nope. Um, nope. <laughs> but it, it does make me think, like, you know, I think about, like, GTA uh, 5 or something. I mentioned this last week. GTA 5, Grand Theft Animal 5. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah, where, where you play as, like, the Amish Mafia or something. That that would be a hilarious video game, yeah. frankly. It really would. That, actually, you know, I've, I've heard they're coming out with a Grand Theft Auto 6. Uh, here. Yeah, they they could have it, you know, actually take place in Pennsylvania Amish country instead. Well, I think they should just call it Grand Theft Amish. Grand Theft Amish. That's you know what. <laughs> that, that's, that's a much better. That's a much better <laughs> option than what I've got. I, I, shall, I shall pass thee on the freeway. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. Um, yeah. What do Amish do? You used for a drive by? I don't know. Um, yeah, true. <laughs> right, like a pitchfork or something. The, uh, aside from the cheesy jokes, um, <laughs> I, I would take a cheesy joke over a che cheesy bean any day. Okay, um, and <laughs> that was a, a that, that was an overreach. If I ever heard one, overreach. Yeah, look, look. How do you how do you, uh, you tell me how you're supposed to transition stolen Amish horse and buggy to cheesy penis syndrome? <laughs> all right, uh, it's um, it's not easy. All right, uh, yeah. Look, last story of the day. Uh, doctors warn about cheesy penis syndrome. 
this is like it's like a PSA, okay? It's I'm trying to make it funny, but this is a public service announcement for all of our listeners because this is serious matter here, okay? And mm. it's it's safe to say that many of us feel a little embarrassed about topics related to down below. Right. Uh, but you know, and this is where it's leading to our, our first sponsorship. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding, we don't have that. Uh, but hey, we are all human at the end of the day, meaning that we all have genitalia of some sort that can come along with an array of intimate issues, <laughs> including those that might make you squirm. Mm. Yeah, uh, for men, there's, there's one particular condition that, uh, so, I mean, I say, I, I would love to never have learned about this, but at the same time, I'm <laughs> glad that I'm just learning about it because <laughs> if I've known about this prior, it, it very well could be because, you know, you are the one that is needing to seek medical help for this. I don't know. Um, it's just like halitosis for your Johnson. I don't know. Um, for men, there's one particular condition that could leave their penis looking and smelling a bit worse for wear. And despite common misconceptions, it's not caused by an STD. Uh, although it shouldn't be left on its own devices. Hmm. Cue cheesy penis syndrome or if we're getting official smegma. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, I have heard, I've heard, I've heard the word smegma before it is a funny and disgusting sounding word. Um, yes. And unfortunately, yeah, so, uh, I don't think we have any pictures for this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you had pictures, then I, I would be laughing at the fact that you probably looked at them. I'm not, um, <laughs> If you want, you can Google it at your own risk. Uh, but yes, yeah, so like the word you're probably most likely familiar with from secondary school, which is basically for me, um, you know, insults or cards against humanity. However, there's nothing to giggle about. Okay, when it comes to smegma, smegma is a serious condition. Stop laughing about this. Uh, but nothing, <laughs> nothing to be red faced about either, because a woman's text messages to a date went viral on X, accusing him of not showering due to a certain cheesy pong from down below. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, now the worst thing would be if it's like, you know, was it like, uh, what, what do they call it? Flaming hot Cheetos. Like that'd be, that'd be worse for flaming yeah. hot Cheeto. There you go. Or something. I don't know. Uh, we, we thought, um, we thought we would take a look at smegma and debunk some of the misconceptions surrounding the schlong loving substance. Uh, so we um, we had a chat with Dr. Lawrence Cunningham from UK Care Guide for a helping hand to do this. Now, Dr. Lawrence Cunningham told us smegma is a natural substance that comes from dead skin cells, oils, and other bodily fluids. Now, you know, I guess use your imagination there uh, or don't. It's uh, generally found on the genitals, particularly in men under the foreskin. In short, it basically happens to men who pass over soap and water with deep cleaning uh, his willy. So, you know, you got you to gotta clean uh, all the nooks and crannies, fellas. Um, but why is it referred to as cheesy, cheesy penis? You, you might be wondering. Well, it has something to do with the smell and appearance of smegma. Uh, now everyone's grossed out if you're eating food, then great, uh, because that's, that makes me laugh, at least. Uh, you, you, I guarantee you're probably not going to want to keep eating. Uh, well, we don't want to put you off, uh, you know, uh, your ricotta or camembert, 
The substance resembles that of cheese, both in appearance and stench-wise. Oh, God. Although, I know, the, the penis is not actually producing cheese, right? As you know, much as you would maybe uh, think. Uh, it might certainly look like the dairy favorite, um, but it won't be something you'll want to spread on your crackers. That's for sure. Um, yeah, despite this, yeah, in, in, my, in my mind, I'm like, I like goat cheese. This feels like it's the goat goat cheese of uh, I don't know. It's um, despite this, smegma can cause a whole bunch of health issues if the penis continues to remain uncleaned. The continual buildup of smegma can cause an infection and inflammation, which to me just says like a lot of guys are going to be hoping for the inflammation. Yeah. Because. People, as we've learned, people are obsessed with trying to figure out how to, you know, gain just a little bit more length or girth. Uh-huh. Um, now, the inflammation and inflection and inflammation and infection includes belanitis, uh, where the penis becomes red and swollen, which and, is. Yeah, that's what yeah. you don't want to happen. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I think maybe we should probably still instead of calling it the cheesy penis syndrome just call it the velveta syndrome <laughs> velveta no, i mean velveta is it, velveta technically isn't cheese right no it really isn't supposed to be i guess but <clears throat> yeah. yeah so yeah all, all we can say is thank heavens that most people in this country practice circumcision that's all i have to say <laughs> I know, right? You know, because um, a lot, a lot of these hilarious stories come from the UK, and it's pretty obvious that circumcision is definitely not a practice that's that's done on a regular basis in hospitals in the UK. Yeah, no, uh, and so I guess if you go to the UK, you can expect a lot of, uh, you know, I guess what like ball cheese or whatever you call it. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, I knew that, that the cheese is a lot more popular in in Britain than maybe. Here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, you know, yeah, and supposedly stinky cheese is supposed to be good, right? Like fancier, yeah. and uh, you know, you gotta age that stuff. And maybe you think that that uh, it would go with a nice glass of wine or something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It would definitely. It's aging in, in places you probably don't want it to age. That's for sure. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, that's disgusting. Uh, that's and you. You always give me these like the, the worst stories to read. Uh, on this, <laughs> the best part is you get halfway in it, and it's like, well, I'm in it now. I can't really back out of it. Uh, yeah, right. You, you get to read about like exploding <laughs> Tesla batteries and uh, uh, you know Amish like horse and buggy on on cinder blocks, and I and I got to read about smegmine cheesy dicks. Um, <laughs> right. Well, I will say this. You do give some very good advice. So, I mean, this is why we have people that want to ask. Yeah, my, my, my strongest advice right now is to just wash your wash your stuff. Yeah, just right. wash it. Right. Like wow. the whole thing. Wash it very good. You know, be, be very diligent about that. Well, uh, I don't know if you've been affected by the whole Stanley Cup thing, but the Babylon Bee recently had the most hilarious article I have ever seen. Because they said instead of talking about how hundreds of women around the country have suddenly become interested in hockey because they want to get their own Stanley Cup. Oh my gosh! You know, uh, you, you know. And the funny thing here, I think Mrs. Poncha, and like, don't quote me on this. Do your own research. I don't want to be like held responsible for saying something that may not be true. But I, my wife was saying that she was like seeing stories. She doesn't get it. She doesn't understand yeah. this whole thing. 
Neither do yeah. I really. I'm like, it, it's, who wants straws in their cup? That is, yeah. I hate drinking from a straw. It's like the yeah. worst thing. Uh, I, I like. I'm like, give me, give me as a hole like I could dump as much water out as yeah. quickly as possible into my right. mouth. Yeah, and, and uh, that is that's what I'm looking for basically. Um, exactly. I don't like straws. I don't like sand straws. And, and, uh, but but she was saying that like I think someone was like testing out different like Stanley cups and, and knockoff Stanley cups, and yeah. they were testing for things like lead and other stuff. And supposedly she was saying like every Stanley cup they test came up with like traces of lead in it. Oh so, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, I'm like I mean do you, I mean lead poisoning can do some really nasty stuff to well, you. And, uh, and- and and really, even in this po- in this podcast, in in the earlier segment, I was doing stories about. First off, we had a woman who stole like sixty thousand dollars worth of Stanley Cups and had her trunk full of Stanley Cups she just stole from a store. And then we had a set of parents who shelled out three thousand bucks to buy every possible variety of Stanley Cup for their sixteen-year-old daughter. So apparently, Stanley Cups are a thing. Okay. And of yeah, course, hopefully you can buy some like iodine or something that can help counteract all that lead. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, well, now we have a problem where we've got this person wanting to ask Pancho a, a bit of advice, saying that my daughter is bullied because of her knockoff Stanley Cup. Okay. This is where it's come to. Now, I've seen stories where, like, uh, you know, this has happened. So, this person writes, my daughter is getting bullied at school. Because she's got a knockoff Stanley Tumblr. Now, other girls at school all have the real ones, like the new pink one that everybody's going gaga over from, like, what was it, Target or Starbucks or somewhere. They're all making fun of my daughter because my husband and I got a generic bottle from Walmart. So I told my husband, we should just go ahead and buy a real one so the teasing will stop. He says we shouldn't. My husband thinks that our daughter needs to grow thick skin. He says our family can't be intimidated by a bunch of 9 and 10-year-old girls. And I think buying my daughter a real Stanley Cup will make things easier for her. By the way, they only run you anywhere from 45 to 50 bucks per Stanley Cup, in case you didn't know that. But anyway, she says that her husband tells her that, that she just needs to learn that life is sometimes not easy. So she's asking, what would you do if you were us? I've seen other parents posting online who are in the same position as we are. I, 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 I'm, I'm looking online at Stanley Cups now, and I'm seeing a... It's like a, a bowl that is made to fit around the top of your Stanley Cup, so yeah. you can fill it with snack and food. Where <laughs> like where like the dip would be in the middle, like for like yeah. a, like a little snack bowl. That's where the Stanley Cups like, like lid and straw is. Right. Um, people, this has gone too far. It's gone. yeah. Um, I, look, I don't know. Maybe your daughter could rest, you know, a little bit easier knowing that she's not going to get lead poisoning. Potentially, <laughs> allegedly, I don't know. Whatever I need to say to to, to make myself safe there. Um, who cares? Stanley cups look awful, but like, <laughs> but I, I guess this goes to show, like, you know, what a nine or ten year old girl. I'm I'm not in touch with a nine and ten year old girl self of uh, inner self. Um, so I probably would be made fun of a lot if I went back to middle school right now. Um, <clears throat> probably to tears. I don't know. Um, it's really hard for me to get on the Stanley Cup thing. I, I really don't care. Uh, look, kids will make fun of you for literally anything. Uh, yeah. You got a weird name. Uh, if they just don't like you, they're, they're going to come up with something, even things that right. don't even make sense. So I don't even think it's about the Stanley Cup. Uh, <laughs> if it is, uh, let her save up her own money or allowance. I don't know if she's really that desperate. 
Um, it's a water bottle, and it's not even a good-looking water bottle, and it has a freaking straw. It's the worst <laughs> kind of water bottle, then, already. Like, anything with a straw, it's not even worth it. It just isn't. Uh, you think it is, and it's not. I assure you, one day you will be thankful that you are not, uh, you know, eating your snacks out of a Stanley Cup bowl yeah. holder. Well, this, I don't know. This time next year, it'll just be another cup in your cabinet. That is true. Yeah, I bet. But by next year, uh, there'll be a new, a new thing. And yeah. uh, the thing's so bulky. Why do you want to carry that around with you? It doesn't make any <laughs> sense, man. It makes zero <laughs> sense. I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Oh, I must man. be super lame or something to the to the youth now. Yep. Um, yep. Oh gosh. Yeah, I, I, I've been, I've been actually just trying to, you know, <laughs> I will say this off topic here. Um, I, I was uh, chatting with your son, and uh, you know, I, I was he was talking about how he's now uh, 22, like the yes. Taylor Swift song. He yes. said, like, like Swift, and, and in my mind, I'm like 22 Swift, because uh, I really I'm not a Taylor Swift person. I I couldn't even name like a, a song. Maybe I could get one song. I don't know. And, yeah. and so I I don't know this song. I don't know a 22 Swift song. Apparently, everybody does. Uh, I'm thinking, is the Pokemon move Swift TM 22? Is that what it is? Let me look up the TMs uh, in there. And and, and I, I was wrong. That wasn't it. TM twenty two Solar Beam. If you oh. the Pokemon fans out there, uh, <laughs> which is probably I don't know if any Pokemon fans listen to the podcast. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was way. But I was telling them, I was like, you know what? My wife is, is surprising that she knows more Taylor Swift songs than I do. But like I, everybody does, like literally everybody does. I think. But sure. she's not really a Swift fan. She doesn't get it either. She does not get the hype. And I'm like, it's like my wife is like, a, she's like a, a unicorn. It's amazing. Here's something else that I just read today also, which is kind of dumb. The guys now, okay? The girls have got Taylor Swift. The guys now are getting Travis Kell's haircuts because they think they can I, get more women. They think they can get more yeah. You do, you're idiots. Like, who cares? No, like, I don't know. People are so dumb, man. They're so dumb. Um, so, so like, I'm, I'm telling you, your, your, uh, your son was like, man, I know. You got a winner there. He did, I don't know if you realized that Mrs. Poncho was not. I think, I think, he's, I like, think you- if I, he's like, if only I could be so lucky to find a lady out there who isn't yeah. obsessed with the T-Swift. And, yeah. um I think, you know, yeah. we, we get Mrs. Poncho, you know, looking like Taylor Swift with her Stanley Cup, and you get the Travis Kelce haircut. You already got oh, the- no, I, I will say, this is where you might, um, like, uh, you know, laugh at this. Uh, so I told him, like, you know, I was like, yeah, yes, I, I do not envy you having to try to pick a lady in an ocean of Gen Zers because yeah. your son's, like, right in the middle of the Gen Z. So him having to pick, like, a nice Gen Z lady out there, like, I don't know, how can you do it? How can you make the right choice when they're all Gen Z? So I, I, I did give him some advice. I said, look, if I were you, I would just find a nice 40-year-old divorced mom with three kids and, and, and watch your mom have a heart attack. So he, he told me he's taking notes. So, so I, I, I apologize beforehand. That's hilarious. Oh, <laughs> I just want to be, oh, you know, what would be even better it would be if he found a 40-year-old woman 
just for the heck of it, say, hey, well, you want to come home with me? I want you to perform a gag with me for my mother. Just watch. Bro, I, I really want you to just come have Thanksgiving with me and my family. And uh, just for a joke, all right? Just play yeah. along with it for the night. Oh, um, my gosh. Man, yeah. But I bet, I bet if you went out there, you'd still find T-Swift. I don't know. Look, T, I mean, the Stanley Cup, it must be like the T-Swift of, of cups or something because – I really don't get it. Um, I think it's well, got to be overrated. I don't know. There's like, what's, I don't know. I don't, I just don't get it. Definitely I was a lame dad now, I guess, right? Who still likes well, to listen to the, the Stanley Cup and Led Zeppelin. Yeah, the Stanley Cups run 45 and 50 bucks to buy them in the store. And there's some that are actually going on eBay for two to 400 bucks. <laughs> it's so dumb, man. It's the <laughs> dumbest looking cup. It really <laughs> oh man! Um, all right. Well, look, I've got one more spot too. We gotta just, we gotta cruise through this. Um, they say so. We got Stanley cups, and then moving into cupcakes. Uh, <laughs> I say, oh, my, my cupcakes broke a fourth grader's tooth, and they're making me pay. Um, oh. Well, if you made cupcakes that bad, then maybe you should. Um, <laughs> all right. So they're just saying, I brought I brought cupcakes or uh, brought cupcakes to my daughter's fourth grade class. The next day, I received a call from the school and a parent of one of the students in my daughter's class. The parent claims that their son ate one of my cupcakes and chipped his tooth on either a peanut or an M&M. Oh. The parents want me to pay for the child's dental work. Uh, okay, well, that's ridiculous. I, here I am assuming that you, like, severely overbaked the cupcake. He bit into a – what tooth breaks oh. over an M&M or a peanut? That is all like, – that is your son's – <laughs> no, in fact, no. It's your it's your fault, parents, for making sure that your your kid's diet was so poor that he yeah. didn't have the bone density to bite into <laughs> a peanut. Gosh, man, or is your kid on Ozempic or something? Um, I, I'm not even finished with this. I'm sorry. The school is suggesting I'm liable and should pay to make the problem go away. Um, my husband and I are outraged. Yeah, I would be. I'd be like, uh, you have to like try to. Give me a civil court or something for that because uh, yeah. your son did not have to eat my cupcakes. Yeah, uh, right. And yeah, no, that's ridiculous. Um, like it's <clears throat> yeah. Well, all right. am I responsible? How do we know the child even chipped their tooth on my cupcake? Yeah, nothing was said in class. Would you right. pay if you were? Asked? Heck, no, I wouldn't pay. Are you <laughs> kidding me? No, uh, like, <laughs> and I don't think they can. They can't force you to do any of that, anyways. Even right. the schools getting in on this. What in the world? Um, yeah, you'll have to. I mean, that's going to be a civil court case if they want to do anything. So you guys, <laughs> they're going to have to think it's worth it to hire lawyers and spend all your time in court. And I would be like, yeah, you got to do that. I'm not paying for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like no, again, like what, what kind of what, a peanut M and M or an M and M? Are you kidding me? <laughs> M and Ms are not hard. They are not hard. That candy coating is not that thick. Your kid. <laughs> Obviously, is not eating something to get yeah. whatever bone density they need for just <laughs> basic chewing. Um, I, I think I think Poncho is a little riled up this week. <laughs> oh no, that's ridiculous, man! I, I mean, like I'm coming into this thing and they like overbake this cupcake to where it's like rubber, uh, and yeah. they bite in and boom, the tooth is there. But no, uh, whenever <laughs> the word peanut or M and M, I'm sorry, no, this is my hot take on this. <laughs> well, may, maybe you need some some insane games to try to to cool you down a little bit here. All right? 
Oh man, yeah. There's, oh yeah, there's no way I'm paying for that junk. Uh, <laughs> I, I am all on your side for this. I, I I bake him more cupcakes and give it to him just on purpose. Now, um, what you do? You make not. them cupcakes with laxatives inside, right? Basically, right? Oh man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, try to soften them up a little bit. I'm open to talking about anything, but love talking about surviving in the stupidity that's always around us. And if you're insane enough to ask, I'm insane enough to reply. I'd love to hear from you either by leaving a voice message or a written message. And you can even do that at uh, podcast.insaneericlane.com. Leave any comment you have from a podcast or even if a question you have, I'll be happy to address either one. Your questions or comments might even be played and or even talked about in a future podcast episode. And if you or someone you know would like to join in on a podcast, you're more than welcome to participate. You can... Uh, Download the Spotify for Podcasters app on your phone, and you can do that just as simple as a phone call. Or I can even send you a link that you can actually participate from the website. You can download the app to your favorite app store and add that uh, podcast to your favorites. You can also email me with comments, questions, requests at shoutout at insaneericlane.com. And, of course, should you certainly subscribe to the podcast if you listen on Apple, iHeart, Breaker, Google, Verbo, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, or whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Don't forget to follow me also on Facebook and X. Just look up the handle at insaneericlane. sort of um, insanity would you like to get started with for our insane games this week? Oh, I, I don't even know if the insanity is going to be even close to the insanity of the world. Uh, <laughs> you just send them, send them on my way. Uh, well, we'll just take it from the top. How about we just do that? So, well, All right. We'll get things uh, started with Steakhouse or Gay Bar, where we've got our businesses here that you determine whether you think it's a steakhouse or a gay bar. So uh, this one, you may have heard of this one before, from Anchorage, Alaska, called Mad Myrna's. Mad Myrna's. Um, yeah, I would say Mad Myrna's is a gay bar. Mad, you got to be pretty mad to go to Myrna's house. That's for sure. You know, it is a gay bar, I guess. I don't know what they're doing up there in Anchorage, Alaska at Mad Myrna's, but uh, something's going on up there. Well, here's one, and it's called Little Joe's in Honolulu, Hawaii. Little Joe's. Um, I don't know if... Uh... Uh, it, it'd be Little John Thomas if it was uh, referring to something else. <laughs> little Joe's, and I don't, think, I don't think Little is necessarily a um, you know a bragging <laughs> thing that That's you true. want to advertise uh, for you know a gay bar. I think so. It's got to be a steakhouse. Uh, anything you don't want anything little when you talk about a gay bar. That's probably true. So it is a steakhouse. That's right. Actually, Little Joe, if you were fans of the old Western Bonanza, that might uh, bring a bell for some people, for the millennials. Yeah, in I'm too young for this kind of a uh, Yeah, ba baby boomers would know all about that. How about this one, though, in Portland, Maine, called Blackstones? Blackstones. Um, Portland, Maine. Okay, well, look, I, 
I think I, I get the demographic of Portland, and uh, I'm going to say this is definitely because this might change depending on there, but this is definitely going to be referring to coal, not referring to some, uh, you know, large uh-huh. owners. Uh, we're we're uh-huh. talking about a steakhouse. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> And in, in Portland, Maine, they have a lot of black stones. That, um, it is a gay bar. <laughs> oh man, it is! Oh, look at that. Yeah, uh, they they uh, have I a guess lot. They certainly aren't blue stones, you know. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, while we're on the topic of the stones, there is a Stony River in Troy, Michigan. <laughs> Stony River. Ah, oh, it's a steakhouse. I, I, I feel pretty good. <laughs> Yes. Well, it, that's safe enough to say. Yes, it is a steakhouse. Exactly. Yeah, Stony right. River Steakhouse. Stony Stony Squirts. Yes, be, uh, that might be yeah. the gay bar. Yes, right, right. How about this one called Bosco's in Columbus, Ohio? Bosco's. Uh, yeah, I would say Bosco's is another steakhouse. Ah, well, Bosco's happens, <laughs> happens to be a gay bar in Columbus, oh, Ohio. Man. Look at that. <laughs> yes. Uh, it is. It wouldn't be Bosco P. Coltrane on the Dukes of Hazard. That's Roscoe. So just keep that in mind. So, well, uh, uh, here's uh, here we go on to steak, a uh, strip club or, or daycare where we get some businesses, and you say whether or not you think it's a strip club or a daycare. Our first business is called the Silver Slipper in Ottawa, Illinois. The Silver Slipper. Yeah, that's going to be a um, strip club. Ah, yes, a strip club. Indeed it is. So so if that's the Silver Slipper strip club, what would you call Dream On in Portland, Oregon? Oh, Dream On. Um, Yeah, we're we're sure this isn't some, like, you know, Aerosmith-sponsored strip club. (laughs) Um, Mm. Uh, uh, well, okay. You know what? I'm gonna say they, they didn't name it Wet Dream on, so it's gonna be a daycare. <laughs> I thought of that very same thing too, but uh, it actually is a strip club. Is. Oh gosh, I should have <laughs> stuck with my guns on that. Should have stuck with your guns. Well, here's one. This is a very interesting name. Um, it's in West Des Moines, Iowa. It's called Two for You. Two for You. Um, Oh gosh. Well, uh, I mean, are they trying to, is it like a buy one, get one free stripper? <laughs> well, it <laughs> is. It's, it's like the number two and then the word four and then the letter U. Two for you. I'm going to say it's a daycare. <laughs> really? Okay. I mean, maybe it, if it was like a two and then the number four and then the letter U, would it make it any difference? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, it actually, it is a daycare. Yes, it actually yeah. is. Yeah, I don't know what, what is two for you. I'm not sure what that means, but it is a clever name. I'll say that. Uh, I think we may have heard this one before uh, from Michigan City, Indiana. This one's called Giggly Wiggly. Giggly Wiggly. Um, I, I, this has to be a like a daycare because it'd be Jiggly Wiggly if it was... <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about that. Yes. It is a daycare. Very jiggly wiggly. That's good. I we should try to I should try to Google that and see if there is an actual strip club oh named Jiggly Wiggly. Jiggly Wiggly. <laughs> All right. Well, here's one that's in Daytona Beach, Florida called Lollipops. Lollipops. Yeah, that's gonna be uh provocative, I, I think to say the least. 
I think it's a day uh, a strip club. A strip club in Daytona Beach called Lollipops, huh? That would be correct. Very good. All right, not too bad on that one. So, well, how about the uh, porn star or weatherman for the next one here? And uh, we got some entertainers. You tell me if this person is a porn star or a weatherman. Your first entertainer, Dick Smothers Jr. Dick Smothers Jr. Oh my gosh, I, I, I think we. It's been a long time since I've heard Dick Smothers. I, I, the name is great. It's a hilarious name. I, I think it's a weatherman. I think it's like <laughs> a like like the only a weatherman could be named this. Well, and you know, be taken seriously. You've heard of the old '60s sitcom, uh, The Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour? No, because I've mean, already talked about this. I'm not the, that old. Yeah. Uh, I'm, only, yeah. I'm only 32. Yeah, well, they, they, well, one of them was Dick Smothers. That was his name. And I think, I can't remember what the other, one, the other guy's name was. He, but Dick Smothers, the, the, the actor actually passed away here not long ago. But I'm wondering if this was his kid. Nevertheless, uh, Dick Smothers Jr., though, um, a porn star. Oh, so I guess they're both in the entertainment industry then. They must be in the entertainment <laughs> industry somewhere. <laughs> so, all right. Well, how about this? entertainer whose name is ty mitchell ty mitchell uh how do you spell ty is it just ty it's just ty uh it's a porn star hmm how would you spell ty otherwise i don't know but but two letters that's not oh. a normal name it's not a normal <laughs> name yeah well it is a, it is a porn star that is correct oh, <laughs> All right. I, I know i, I know yeah without a well doubt. how about uh the entertainer named Matthew Rush. Matthew Rush. Oh, gosh, man. Uh, that's a good name. I like it. Um, Matthew Rush. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, uh, I can't say my best wishes here or judgment. I, it's a weatherman. <laughs> yeah, well, it turns out he is a porn star. <laughs> gosh, yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm anticipating a red herring and it's not yep, coming. Yep, yep. Well, how about this one with a little alliteration? Glenn Glazer. That's a poor. No, I'm sorry. That, what am I saying? It's a weatherman. It's a weatherman. Glenn Glazer. Huh? Well, it turns out Glenn Glazer is a weatherman in West Palm Beach, Florida. So not bad at all. Here's one, though, I think is kind of interesting. This particular entertainer's name is Lisa Love. Lisa Love. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, it, so it's gotta be. I mean, if, if it's not correct, it should be. This is a porn star. <laughs> Lisa it, Love. If yeah. it's a weather, if it, she's a weather woman, then she's got a weather woman with a porn star name. Ah, uh, well, it happens <clears throat> to be a weather woman in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> so, so maybe she's uh, doing some OnlyFans. I don't know. I have no oh, idea. Yeah. Yep. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Well, okay, kind of half and half on that one. Let's see how well you uh, okay, you kind of been knocked around on some of these. Let's see how we do on golf course or rehab. I've got some business names. You tell me whether it matches a golf course or a rehab. Your first uh, business is called Paco Ridge. In Sandla Park, New Mexico. Paco Ridge. Um, oh, gosh. We're going to say Paco Ridge is, I'm going to say it's a golf course. Yeah, it's spelled P-A-A-K-O. Is that Paco? Paco Ridge, I guess. So yeah. it, it looks kind of fancy. So it, it is a golf course. That's right. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> I said like Paco Ridge or something. I don't know, but I'm, I'm imagining PACO like. Yeah, but it's P A A K O. Paco Ridge. Never heard of that. Paco so. Ridge. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's one in Billings, Montana called Rimrock. Rimrock. Um, I'm, I would say Rimrock is a rehab. Ooh, wow. And that's one word is R I M R O C K. So, and it is a rehab. Not bad. All right. I would have ever yeah, thought about like that. Well, we go from Rim Rock to Standing Rock in Fort Standing Yates, North Dakota. Yeah, this is in Fort Yates, North Dakota. You know, I'm going to say that you take a stand at Standing Rock. I think it's another <laughs> rehab. <laughs> Got to take a good stand. It is a rehab. That's right. Very good. All right. Now we head down to Loosedale, Mississippi, for the estate at Riverbend. Uh, we're going to go uh, golf course. Mm, well, the estate at Riverbend happens to be a rehab, believe it or that not. That surprises me. Yeah, it does me too. I'm like, you're going to go to an estate to get rehab? That's interesting. So our last one is in Silacauga, Alabama, called Purcell Farms. Purcell Farms. Oh, gosh. It's tough. Um, we've had a lot of rehabs this week. But yeah. Who goes to a farm to golf? This has to be a rehab. Unless you're doing cow patty pool. You ever have played cow patty pool? Sure. Nope. <laughs> yeah. My, my, my hometown in Boonville, Arkansas, they would go and clear off a cow pasture and turn it into a golf course, and they called it cow patty pool for, a, for like a, a, a benefit. So, Look at that. Yeah, but if you're out there in Silacauga, Alabama at Purcell Farms, you're actually uh, knocking <clears throat> knocking a golf ball around. <laughs> so, oh, look at that. Believe it or not. Uh, I was like, who, who lives in Silacauga, Alabama? I'm not even sure where that is. So, but yeah, in any case, but probably not many people. Probably still not too bad, though, for golf course or rehab, considering. But uh, one thing you are extremely good at, and that is telling the difference between a uh, real Florida news story and a fake Florida news story. So, we've got our fake news for Florida headlines for you. You tell me which one of these are fake or which one of these really happened in the state of Florida. We have a Bradenton woman who was charged with domestic battery after pelting her boyfriend in the face and chest with a plate of chicken. <laughs> yeah, we're going to say Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Involving food all the time. That would be Florida. Exactly. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Never disappointing on that one for sure. And your next headline, a Delray Beach man caught on camera smoking meth in a Walmart dressing room. Oh, man. Um... I, uh, this is tough. Like, if you're, they're not going to be filming the dressing room. They might be filming the area, though. So how do you catch someone in there? But could it happen? I mean, like, I don't know what meth smells like. Does it make, like, if you're smoking it, I guess you could, I don't know. I'm, I, but I'm, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with my gut. No one's filming inside the, the um, dressing room. I think this is fake news. <laughs> you never know what goes on in them Walmart dressing rooms, that's for sure. But that was fake news. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Your next headline. A Clearwater woman was arrested after she ripped her shirt off and demanded pedestrians come and pet her sweater puppies. Oh, look at that. I, um, <laughs> you know, I'm sure that there would have been some pedestrians that would be happy about that. Then, depending on the, I guess the, the lady, I don't know, maybe not. Uh, yeah, we're going to say Florida. <laughs> 
<laughs> even though we don't even wear sweaters down here that often. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, her sweater puppies certainly were not barking. It was fake news, actually. I don't know. I can see it. <laughs> but do they refer to them as sweater puppies in Florida? Well, that, that was my that was my biggest, um, I, I guess, like hesitation about that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, well, here's the headline where a Pinellas County man was arrested for hurling a glass jar of salsa at a man without any provocation. Uh, no provocation? That sounds no. like Florida. <laughs> <laughs> well, it actually it actually is Florida. <laughs> it's just picking it up off the shelf and hurling it across at the guy. So, all right, here's your last headline where a Miami man was charged with drug possession after police found bath salt taped to his scrotum yeah yeah we're gonna say that that's on a real scrotum florida story <laughs> well it might have been but that was fake news actually oh man <laughs> I, 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 there's no way to know for that one it, it no hey, trust me though that one could have easily been a florida story without any problem at all right so. like if it's not taped under your balls it's hidden in your smegma or something <laughs> i don't know <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, indeed, a uh, very bizarre episode this week, for sure. This is definitely one for the books. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, well, oh, if, you, yeah. if you think that's crazy, we got more where that came from. Trust me, you're going to have a lot more craziness next week. I can't even begin to start naming it off. So it's just going to be a surprise. Yeah, I, I'm just still trying to, like, you know, measure out the backyard to see how big of a of like a, a weird statue I could fit back there. Yeah, like a 19 foot dinosaur that it looks I would just <laughs> so out of place. I love it. I would love to see the look on Mrs. Poncho's face if you had a 19-foot dinosaur deposited in your backyard with a crane. Honestly, $1,200 is not that that much for the size no. of that thing. No, it isn't. Um, I mean, do, do you think if that happened... Would she would, would she really get upset at you about that? <laughs> oh, she would be mad, but she'd be like, "We gotta get rid of it somehow." This thing is here permanently. For the, we sell the house, and this is this is being left in the yard. Like, there's no way we can do this. Um, yeah. hey, look, uh, the overflow drain is uh, is completely. Um, it, it is waterproofed. It is good. I cold plunged this morning. No drips. Uh, I'm hoping to show up next week with no new stories. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's been it's been a fixing things and projects kind of uh, you know beginning to the new year for me. Uh, well, let's I've see. Been loving it. I, I've been loving well, it. I've been, I've been feeling good. Feeling like that's good. That, that, that's good. You 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 gotten you've gotten uh, your AC fixed. You've gotten your hoses replaced. You've got your leaks plugged up. So hopefully things will be back to normal next week. Oh man, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. Well, hey, have a great one, and we'll talk. Catch you next week. Oh, we'll do. I'll have to. I'll have to copy and frame this uh, <laughs> this plumbing invoice and send you a framed uh, picture of it or something. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Captain Cork. They have the new Yanni cassette. Hey, 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 hey
Get up close and personal with My Stupid World by interacting with the podcast through Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World's Telegram channel. I post the actual articles used in the podcast episodes every weekend from the week's collection of stupidity. When you join the channel, you'll get to read the actual stories, see the actual photos, or watch the actual videos from the stupidity that is talked about in each episode. And you can even make comments about what you read or seen, even comments with your suggestions opinions about what I've talked about. You can even share the links to some of the stupid stories that you've encountered. Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E to see a preview of the channel and download Telegram Messenger, the app to your smartphone. It's also available in desktop versions as well, and it's supported on Windows, Linux, Apple, and Android platforms. Telegram is a secure messaging app that's gaining in popularity. You can learn more by visiting telegram.org. Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World is produced with the support from EnvisionWise, LLC, and AmeriCountry.com, from Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy at the United Stations Radio Network, SheetHappens.com, Good Parts Media, and Mr. Laughs. Theme music from Randy Stonehill, It's a Great Big Stupid World, copyright 1992 Stonehillian Music, Word Music, Twitch and Vibes Music, and is available anywhere you purchase music. Thanks for making it to the end of Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World. Please be sure to seek therapy to ensure you still have your wits with you. And if this has inspired you to try your hand at making a podcast, you can do it absolutely free with Spotify for Podcasters. The editing and music library are at your fingertips with Spotify for Podcasters. Download the app from your favorite app store.